Hello and welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast with me, Stephen Hill, and with him, Renfrey Deadman. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, buddy. I'm very, very well. I'm very hot today because it's a very, very hot day. Yeah. Um, Not just today. It's just a hot, like, period of human existence. Mm, mm. It's mental. Yeah. Yeah. Those who those who deny global warming are clearly idiots. Or they've got uh, really bad sunstroke. Yes. I don't know what they're talking about, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah they just do lally from sunstroke. It's, it's really hot. I went absurd. away for a few days because it was my wedding anniversary. Um, mm. at the start of the week. Romantic and my time. Got a, got a little caravan down by the coast. Nothing to... Ooh, we, romantic we, caravan. Well, it wasn't... You know, don't make people think that. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Rocking the caravan. We didn't do any... The, okay, we just okay, had okay, a nice right. time in the caravan, all right? I don't want people yeah, thinking about wedding anniversary. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, we did. And it was it was so unbelievably hot i am like i look like one of those kind of strawberry and cream um sweets when i'm naked it's a good look moment, but sort of covered in pubes so mm, um, not as good look. Not, not <laughs> such a good look i have to be honest but anyway um this is as you know a brand new podcast um as we mentioned last week on episode zero i just want to say obviously before we kick off we are part of Musicism. We're very happy to be part of Musicism. They provide some of the very best online tutorials for you. The guys over there who are our, our bosses. Compadre bosses. Yeah. Compadre yeah. bosses. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um, if you fancy yourself as a budding singer, guitarist, songwriter, or producer, they have all the best online tutorials for you. Go and take a look at musicism.net. That's music, I S U M.net. And you can sign up for all of their courses for the minuscule sum of £9.99. That's an excellent deal. Per month. Oh, per month. Per oh, month. You oh. thought it forever. No, I've changed my mind. No, it's a great deal. It's a great deal. Yeah, I'm not paying it every month. You got nine ninety nine out of me. What more do you want? Another nine ninety nine. This is a disgrace. I only did this four weeks ago. No, that uh, seems perfectly reasonable to me. Obviously, yeah. uh, no, that's that's fantastic. That's yeah, ridiculous. Screw, the, yeah. the, the Ebenezer Scrooge of alternative music over there. Um, all right, hello guys. Sorry to stop the podcast in its midst just there, but after we uh, finished recording the episode, we were told by Musicism, the good people who uh, who give you those fantastic uh, courses, that you can actually get 25% off of those courses by putting in the code RIOT in capital letters when you go to musicism.net. So, you know, you don't really get to earn a lot of money these days, do you, from being a, a musician? So I think they've probably taken that into account. No one's going to be Freddie Mercury. You're not going to get your own private jet, but you can learn how to be an ace guitar whiz or a brilliant singer or a producer and get it for just that little bit extra, um, that extra off. So I'm trying to work 25%. I'm not good at maths. Maths is not my strong point. Music is, but 25% off all of the course at Musicism. When you go to the checkout, and put in in capital letters the code riot all right go on off you go carry on so basically yeah uh coming up on today's show we're going to be doing essentially the polar opposite of our first episode episode zero which came out last week um we're going to be concentrating on 12 new and unheralded bands that we believe deserve your ears last week um we did sort of release our huge opening four hour long gambit mm. where we went through every single subgenre um that we are going to be covering on this show and and try to kind of whittle it down to just five bands the four Venn, hours the long. venn diagram the of venn right diagram yeah four right. hours yeah it was Thank a long you. thing, but yeah. if long you things. listen to it, um, if you gave us any feedback on it online, or if you told any of your friends, then we very much appreciate your yeah. input. That's that's very, very lovely of you. This is obviously a new thing in its infancy. Mm. And um, for people to, to take the time to 
invest that much into something brand new is really really cool so we really appreciate that um we do actually have a patreon page i think i mentioned it last week mm-hmm. patreon.com forward slash right act podcast if you want to help us out in another ways mm-hmm. talking about the old the benjamins aren't i <laughs> hey you want to sling us a few quid governor go on no to be honest at the moment don't feel obliged to do that as there's really nothing for you on there just yet, but there will be. At there some absolutely point. will be. We've got yeah. some really exciting things uh, coming up. Some great interviews are coming into place already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, we're, we're, we won't. We'll talk about those another yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but do tell your friends uh, that we yeah. exist. Um, you find us on Facebook and Twitter, and obviously these are. That's how these things get started, isn't it? The old hmm. word of mouth. Yes, I so believe they call important. it something viral. These days, I they the do. Yeah, is that the same a thing? viral campaign? Um, I don't know. I don't think this is a viral campaign, is it? Uh, I, I don't know. Viral campaign. That's like Childish Gambino's "This Is America." That went viral. Oh, uh, okay. We just had a hundred people like us on Facebook. I'm not I sure. Mean, you can I mean, I, 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 I'd, I'd like <laughs> to go viral. Of you to say it. No, we went viral. Um, we didn't. Uh, but anyway, um, so before we obviously, this is kind of the first time we we've done the show in the format what we're going to kind of continue to do it of of, of a sort um so we usually are going to kind of round up our week but i guess we might as well just round up our month yeah the first time we've done it because it's been yeah. a busy well, month you've been busy rocking the caravan as well. i've been in a ca- in and out of a caravan <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, is that what you call it amongst other things um, <laughs> jesus ah there we go. Mm. It's started. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's finishing now. Um, what, but but mar- before we crack on, like, Renf- so what have you been up to this month, Renfrew? You've I, had a fairly busy month. Well, a couple of days ago, I went to see Palm Reader and Haggard Cat at uh, Thousand Island in, in um, mm. London. People will know that as... Uh, From the dressing. <laughs> from the dressing exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's upstairs at the garage, basically, like, like 300 cap room. Mm-hmm. Um Steve, this is the best time I've ever seen Palm Reader. Well, that's uh, amazing. It was, I believe it was sold out. It certainly it did, yeah. was pretty full. I saw it was sold out. They mm. were just on fire and it was so wicked to see 45 minutes of um, mainly Braille material. Like to see some of the more, uh, the, the tracks where they experiment a bit more and just have a few more like clean vocals and some like quieter passages and stuff like that seeing that just shows the full potential of that band mm. and um it was absolutely i think in i think in the industry there's a lot of people who absolutely adore palm reader and really want to see them succeed like yeah. very 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 hard i think they are one of i hope they don't mind me saying this but i think they're one of those bands who have had a few knocks that maybe they didn't deserve. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, Would well, I think they they came out. They released two really, really good albums. One, I think the one brilliant, brilliant record in 2015 that was came out of the height of some of the yeah. the most woeful excuse for kind of rock music yeah. and alternative music at the time. S- stream, what was popular? It was, streams that record on the independent. Did you? Yeah, well, which is mental. Good for you, but, man. Yeah. It's a, you know, like they've made two brilliant records, and then Braille's come along, and it feels like for the for the first time the climate and the album are right. Mm, mm. Um, yes, I agree. I still think I still think there's more to come from them, and I still think there is definitely more people that can be uh com- sort of converted to the cause definitely definitely but it's it's good signs that people everyone seems really positive about the record yeah it's good. wonderful i mean i think i think before i went i thought braille was 
probably their best album now that uh, now that i've gone I, i'm convinced it is i just yeah. it's just my favorite it's absolutely it's such a brilliant step up and it's it's one of the best hardcore records of the year one of the best records of the year full stop it's just fantastic but i also want to give a massive shout out to haggard cat as well because every single time i see haggard cat they get better and better and better and i must have seen them like seven or eight times now i think four times ago i was like right well that's gonna be the pinnacle now they're not gonna get better than that and they still continue to get better yeah well okay um and they had people singing along you know to to certain bits and that just no one else is really doing what they do in in you know for for like fans of heavier music they're basically a two-piece white stripes-esque duo but just with a little bit more distortion a little bit more rawness um it's basically robert johnson but like put through a very distorted it's filter. more of an attack yes yeah then yes. the white stripes as much as i like the white stripes um and bands of their ilk it all feels a bit um it's not very. It's not particularly confrontational, is it? White stripes. No, no. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Haggard Cat is far more in your face. Mm. Um, but I just, I just every single time I see them, um, I just think they get better and better. And and I really thought they were on a par, like Palm Reader and Haggard Cat, to uh, this this show. I just, really? I just thought, yeah, I really wow. thought they were absolutely fantastic. Two very different bands, really. Mm. But. Um, I came away from from it going both of that was both of those were excellent. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I actually I missed Haggard Cat at two because I went to Two Thousand Trees a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I'd never been before. But I went with uh, with Noisy um, mm. to do the Noisy Karaoke, which after the band's finished, there was a sort of karaoke night which I hosted, which was like an unbelievable amount of fun. This sounds like so much it, fun. It was it was loads and loads of fun. Um, cheers if you came down it's brilliant if you listened to this and you were there like it was the atmosphere was great both like getting a circle pit to Sandstorm by Darude do you know that <laughs> <Nice>. song <laughs> yeah. um, not off go, the top of my head but just and some guys that that was him doing karaoke of it and it was just yeah like people really got into just sort of tried to make it as mental as possible that's like, great kind of wreck the place but um, 2000 trees is one of my favorite festivals ever so i'm very yeah. very keen to find out what you thought of it man i thought it was just a great atmosphere to be honest like i say because i was working for noisy and i was also there on a stag do as well Oy. um and i was doing um a little bit of stuff for metal hammer while i was there as well i didn't get to see the the, the greatest amount of bands but i did see palm reader who i thought were good and it was good to see a lot of people into them although i have to be honest with you they like especially now that material from braille what i will say is i hope they get their own sound man i know it's expensive but they need somebody to capture them properly because mm. i've seen them a few times in at festivals and doing support slots and often especially that material from braille gets lost a bit mm. like the kind of uh, the intricacies and the melodies get kind of swamped or a one guitar will cut out and and you don't get you don't always get the full sort of power of of, of that music. Okay. And two thousand three is one of those times where I was like, halfway through it started sounding really good, but it was it, it took them half half the time of them being on stage before the sound guy got who obviously wasn't their sound guy yeah. got it right. So that was a bit of a shame. Um, sort of same sort of deal a little bit actually with Prestamico who I saw straight after who I really really like yeah. um, Prestamico I know we've spoken about that album before and you said it mm-hmm. needed more nuts 
Um, I, I wanted, I, I, every time I have a huge amount of respect for Preston Miko, what they do is, is actually genuinely fantastic. And mm. I do want people to check them out. Um, I always just want them to, yeah, kick, kick into the distortion a bit more and just go. I, I like them at their most when they go crazy, mathy. Were well, those riffs yeah, like they live sounded huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Like they, I thought they were great. Cool. Amico. they did have a bit where because the the thing that I the, what I love at Prestamico, absolutely massive guitar riffs, just smash your face off guitar riffs yeah. with these really really sweet beautiful kind of three part harmonies, um, which you, which are done brilliantly, are amazing live, live so as well. And there's good. no kind of one main singer, no. one main front man, um, but uh, one one of the mics was down for sort of the first half of the set, yeah. so you didn't get the kind of, the, like those melodies didn't quite soar. But when they, as soon as that kicked in, it was brilliant. And they got a really, really packed tent and people were jumping up and down. And they this were... Is a, the 2000 Trees is usually phenomenal for sound. There's usually a little bit of problems on the main stage. Mm. But but yeah, usually they're so... Well, mm. maybe I'm being a little bit picky, but I did. Mm. Because I okay. know how big they can sound. Yeah. They didn't yeah, yeah. initially sound big. But once they got it right, I thought they sounded absolutely glorious they are a great like they're great live mm. oh like, yeah, yeah great live to be able to pull that off with three of them mm. that amount of just that wall of noise that sound that they make yeah really really good turnstile were incredible oh, i'm um, so jealous of i saw turnstile the night the night before um uh 2000 playing 2000 trees in a pub in the boston music room in london mm. and it was absolutely like so brilliant it was like yeah. a, it was the, the, the night england got knocked out of the world cup and it was like a prison riot. Like everyone was just wired and drunk and a bit pissed off yeah. and just wanting to like let all that energy out. And it was great. But um, similar deal at, um, at 2000 Trees. Like they're just, they're just such an interesting band. Like it's hard. Like they position themselves so clearly as a hardcore band. They've got a sort of similar thing to Code Orange who clearly position themselves as a hardcore band. But if you were to close your eyes during certain points, like at, during Moon or something, yeah, y- you wouldn't, necessarily go a uh, hardcore yeah like the mix is so odd and yeah. it's so right but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's played so like kind of visually and aesthetically it's played so straight as hardcore yeah. but there's so much more going on um from kind of hip-hop and and, and trip-hop and it's 90s or the, i hear 90s, a lot of 90s alternative, 90s alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah loads, loads of smashing of pumpkins skate and skate punk like yeah. and like pure kind of bits of metal riffs as well and yeah i mean they're they're on a right of run of form at the moment that, that, that album's incredible that album is uh spoiler alert one of my favorite albums of the year it's absolutely yeah, phenomenal me too. i can't stop listening to it um i then went over to see jonah matranga to pl- who ah. plays water in solutions by far in yeah full um those songs are just it's one of my like literally probably my top 25 favorite albums ever was he doing uh, it on his own with just he did the first guitar. couple of songs on his own he started out i mean he's so emo he basically cries all the way through the <laughs> entire set like and he hugs himself and he yeah. he, he, he does he's he does, really actually, he's yeah. so fucking emo it's unbelievable but like you know it obviously you know his music moves him in a very real way and i just thought those songs were amazing it's um watching those bands you know certain bands who have gone away or artists have gone away from the 90s who i loved and watching them come back kind of a little bit slower a little bit flabbier a little bit you know more weathered Mm. um it's interesting to see those songs kind of recreated you know 20 years after the event um 
it, it sounded really good. And, you know, Jonah is Jonah and he is, I don't think he's ever going to apologise for I, or what he is. But yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was great. Like there were points in it where I was like, oh my God, this is fucking incredible. And then there were points where I was like, ah, you know, yeah, this is a, the recorded version is a bit better, but you know. Yeah. I think Jonah hasn't suffered from that, you know, being flabby, you know. No, not really. Because he has continued to do stuff. Mm. He's continued to do one line drawing, new end original, gratitude to a really underrated band, if you like Jimmy yeah. World kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so much stuff. He's hasn't, he's never, not really been off tour at all, no. you know, and he does tour like crazy. So that's the key, isn't it? You just yeah. keep, keep your awe in. And yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about Black Peaks a hell of a lot on this podcast. I have to say, I was never just, <laughs> I was just absolutely knocked off my feet by how brilliant Black Peaks were. Like I, I always think they're incredible live. Yeah. Will's voice is unbelievable. I think um, Joe is uh, a, a proper guitar wizard. Oh God, yes. Like he's unbelievable. Liam, if you want to talk about guitar heroes, Joe Gosney, he's amazing, right and yeah. he's a really unassuming kind yeah. of quiet dude. He's he's a some would say boring. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. I love you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Um, uh, he's not boring at all. No, he's not. He's um, a lovely guy. Uh, yeah, and um, Liam is a you know great kind of animal behind the drum kit. So and I, I heard Liam had tonsillitis at that Liam show. Liam had like a cyst on his neck. He'd been in what? hospital. And he was still like pounding the shit out of it. It was great. Fair play, Liam. And um, Dave, the new bass player, brought a real kind of... He brings a kind of um, a much grittier thump to that low mm. end that he's my, he's my Jason Newstead he's got a bit of the Jason Newstead mm. about him yeah mm. love him yeah and um, the new song sounded amazing yep. we'll talk about the new album when it comes out it is it's good man <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I went and watched a bit about the driving and I just it, it was not that bad like Ooh. Relationship of Command is probably my favourite album ever made I love at the driving. I think what they've done since they've come back has been a, a disgrace, to be honest. Mm. I think it is the the poster boy for appalling reunion tours. Um, but I went in with such low expectations for a band that I love so much. I only watched a few songs because I was like, you know what? I've seen this. I saw it at the time and I don't need to watch a kind of okay version of it. There are yeah. people there who hadn't seen them who obviously really really been waiting for years and years and years to see out the drive-in and for them to be okay and quite good mm. i just like to see those songs mm. that's fine i watched three or four songs and it did remind me of how brilliant their songs are whereas i saw them at reading last year and it just made me go oh my god mm. <laughs> so I, th- bad. I, th- I think but they I'm, weren't bad i'm they gonna just... throw this in here and I, I think there is an element of if you saw them back in the day you were just not going to enjoy them now yeah, because I, they are so different impossible. Um, you know, if you did see them back in the day, you would have seen them at the Bar Fly. Was that the I saw them at the Underworld? Underworld, yeah. You know, before Relationship of Command came out, it was which is like four hundred people. Um, it wasn't sold out anywhere near sold out. Yeah, it was empty. I, was, you're one of the lucky ones who did see them back in the yeah. day. I didn't. Um, I and I saw them when they came back at Brixton, uh, like three or four years ago, and I thought it was okay. I could tell I'd heard so much amazing stuff about at the drive-in back in the day live. I knew full well that it wasn't what it used to be. And Omar, for some reason, just constantly looks like he doesn't want to be there. Um, but um, I think I know the reason. Oh, he doesn't want to be there. Oh, <laughs> that would be the reason. I think. Uh, <laughs> but um. 
yeah, I think I think I think if you were lucky enough to see them, then maybe yeah, you won't be into it. But if you weren't, and let's face it, the majority of people weren't, then if you just want to go and see those songs, yeah, it's fine. Well, but is that good enough? I don't know. You know, maybe. I mean, I think. Uh, there was a lot of comparison between them and Refused. And mm. obviously I hadn't seen Refused back in the day, but I had seen At The Drive-In. So I... Refused was, were at Refused headline trees two or three years ago and they were amazing. Yeah, but that's it. I think like Refused, you know, they were genuinely brilliant. And I yeah. know people who saw them from back in the day and were like, yeah, you know, they kind of, they could put up a fight against the Refused that I saw on The Shape of Punk to Come. And I've seen videos of it and I go, yeah, like they're not a million miles away. In fact... The, the magic in the room of people who had been waiting so many people like a lot of people not everyone got to see out the drive-in but a hell of a lot of people did no one got to see refused no, no one. not really so um i feel like everybody was waiting to see that but it's a different thing and do you know what out the drive-in um they were fine but mm. you know they were just fine there was a bunch of bands who i thought were great on the saturday kind of morning nervous filled oh, the tent yeah. out were glorious like glorious sunny start to the day um a really kind of hardcore fan base of like the best kind of weirdos in an in absolutely the the nicest nicest possible way like the like the best collection of just individualistic freaks going Yeah. yeah this band are fucking so for me because they're so you listen to that record and or both their records, and you know, and I love both of them kind of equally, but in different ways. And you wouldn't, you can kind of tell. Obviously, you can tell there's a story with with what's going on um, in the in M's mindset and and the the way she sort of the, the music is is kind of put out to people. But I think when you see it live, it's so like they are so much different. They're 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 completely different from your usual kind of pop punk brand. From your oh, usual yeah. kind of like they are so but you so, so different. You're not calling them a pop punk. I'm band, not calling them a pop punk band per se, but they're hmm. certainly a, a you know they're certainly they're element. You know they sound a bit like Alkaline Trio a lot. Yeah, I guess on, so. On the, on the new record, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're not just you know four dudes in baseball caps and dicky shirts playing mm. kind of Blink One Eighty Two rip off music. Like there's a lot more. Heart, so much, yeah, and and they're just and they're very original. I think so. They were great. Bad Sign were great. Yeah. Like coming on. Um, Playing loads of riffs, yeah. uh, reminded me kind of a like modern version of Therapy. Yeah, just came out, smashed everything yeah. to pieces. Like really big melodies, really big riffs, marrying them two things together. Excellent. I saw in Technicolor, who we'll talk about in a, in a bit. Yes, who we were, will. Uh, very good. Um, Touche and more were stunning. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Jeremy. I did an interview for Metal Hammer with with Jeremy during the day, and which I've ne- like the probably the most. Um, unprofessional I've ever been in front of a, a someone in a band I reckon <laughs> like considering I've interviewed some of my legit heroes hmm. I don't think I've ever kind of got so deeply personal with hmm. someone in a band as I did with Jeremy from Touche and More I lo- stage four is one of the best records of this decade wow like, like easily it will be a record I listen to in 30 years time I have it's, absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever if I bloody I'll be, I'll be 68 in 30 years time so <laughs> hopefully I'll still be alive um, but live it is so hard there's just so much heart like you speak about heart like he goes through the kind of the narrative of stage four um, about his mum dying of cancer that record living that out in front of 
a tent full of kind of yeah. five, six hundred people, having to live that out every night, which is something we talked about a lot. I did a kind of interview, I did a feature that's going to be up um, for Hammer about bands having to sort of tour with grief. Obviously, we you know what's happened with Architects previously, um, Idols, Parkway Drive. There seems to be a lot of artists at the moment who are kind of having to um, go on the road and speak about and live with the grief process whilst playing to a lot of people well, and actually kind of exp- reliving relive it, it every yeah. night that's the key thing isn't it yeah because yeah. that's what so, the songs are about which I thought was a really interesting um, thing so that's going to be coming out soon but Touche More Incredible Black Futures again we're going to talk about in a bit yep. um, but live I've got to say shout out any band who bring massive inflatable unicorn let's talk about that later because I don't know anything about that okay, but cool. yeah 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 um, Conjurer are the best metal band in this country at the moment and they were absolutely Ooh. staggering Yes, they probably are. Um, Staggering yeah, how course. heavy they were. Yeah. Like, I thought it was kind of between, in terms of certainly new British metal bands. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. pure metal. It's between them and Venom Prison. And I think mm. having seen them last week, I think they do they do Venom Prison. I, I, I think I would choose Conjurer over yeah. Venom Prison. Um, not, there's not much in it, but yeah, I think I would. Yeah, yeah. They, were, uh, they, were, they were amazing, but we'll talk about them a lot. Blood Com- I saw Blood Command, um, who I, whose album I love, and they'll be sort of popping up later on. I really, really love the last couple of Blood Command records. Yes. I've never seen them be good live. Oh, I've no never way. seen them be good live, and this was another ex- a day where it just didn't really click. The sound wasn't very good. I think they've got a new singer, and she looks better. Like she looks more engaged and right. more engaging than the previous singer, but she must have had something wrong with her voice or something because she seemed really like, um, uh, like she was struggling. She seemed quite frustrated. Okay, and it, you know it kind of um, it affected her performance. But they're a really good band. They're an awesome a, band, and they sound. Shame they don't. They don't seem to be able to kind of quite do it live. You know, now that you mention it, I'm not sure if I've ever actually seen them live. Um, but they are they are an incredible band. I mean, mixing like disco with hardcore, basically, mm. absolutely. They're a very individual band. Well, we're going to be talking about someone who weirdly sound very very similar to them. Yes, we will in a little bit. Um, I also saw uh, Raging Speed on, who were heavy. Yeah, uh, I saw Hell for Heroes, who ah. were quite good. Like I saw them. The, silly of them, they did all the big ones like in the middle of the set, and then I was like, okay, see you later. Because um, I'm not that massive a fan of Hellish of Heroes. Uh, I, I, so. I love them, but um, okay. yeah. I did. They, did they not play the Neon Handshake in full again? I thought. I thought they were not in order. No. Oh, okay. Fair mm. enough. I thought um, they were meant to be doing some new material, but they um, didn't. Like the World Cup got in the way of them rehearsing. <laughs> right, okay. I think, and then so they just. I thought they were just going to do that again. But, I also saw a little bit of Event Shikari, and I saw a little tiny bit of Event Shikari. I'm not a massive fan, and. Everyone has always said to me, like, when you see them live, then you'll understand it. I still don't. No, no. I, I, I mean, when I when I saw them live, I did at the first Alexandra Palace show. That was my uh, hallelujah moment with Enter Shikari. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this record that they're touring. No. Um, it's probably my least favorite Shikari record. Um, I still find them an absolute incredible force live. Um, for me, it's all about the Mind Sweep. That that record. The Mind Sweep just... is kind of the only album of theirs that I've really got any time for. Yeah, yeah. I I, I am fond of Take to the Skies. I am fond of the first one. Um, 
I'm really fond of all the stuff they do around the music as well. We were talking about political activism and stuff. Yeah, like I mean, I think they're brilliant. they're a very interesting band and they're very committed and a very um, like worthy band. I just mm. wouldn't really want to listen to it. What kind of what kind of show did they have? What kind of stage show stuff did they have? It wasn't like a massive stage show. There's a lot of lights. Yeah. It's what you expect, yeah. like kind of what I expected, which was just lots of lights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, fine. <laughs> okay. A lot of people were people were losing their shit though, so maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm an idiot. But we both went to see Pearl Jam mm-hmm. after that. Yes, on their rescheduled O2 date. Yeah, I mean, well, you see, you've seen Pearl Jam twice, twice. in the last month or so. Uh-huh. I've seen them three times. I saw both London dates and flew out to Barcelona to see them because I really fucking like that band. You do, don't you? Uh, yeah, just a bit. Um, and. Um, well, I'm biased because I just think they are the best band ever. But you know, different set every night. I mean, mm. how, how you? This is literally. Th- this was the fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth time I've seen them, and this is literally the first and second time you've seen them. I know. Them. I don't know how I managed to go so long without seeing them. So how how was it for you? Before I, I just blabber on about how incredible they are. I preferred. I had amazing seats on the second night. Yeah, like on the sort of first tier of the O2, about ten rows from the front like right by the side of the stage, literally kind of level with um, uh, with well, with the band, basically, yeah. with the sort yeah. of front four. And um, uh, it was amazing. But I did prefer the first night, I have really? to say. Set list-wise, and I was further up in the gods, set list-wise, I actually did prefer the first night, even though Eddie was clearly struggling a bit with his voice. I, yeah. Um, but, you know, I got Brainer J, which I didn't expect to yeah. get. Yeah. Um, and I got, my God, off the top of my head now, trying to think back, I can't remember what else they played that night where I was like, oh my God, because I think, like I didn't particularly, you go in, like as someone who is probably familiar um, with more like 60 to 70% of Pearl Jam's material Mm. and like hardcore and about 40% of it, Mm. um, you kind of go in going, well, you know, anything from the first three albums Mm -hmm. and Yield and bits of the self-titled are we really happy with. Anything else... I'm probably like might go over my head a bit and I was like well who knows what they might play so I was really happy to get you know Animal and Why Go and Brainer J and do the evolution um, and all that stuff on the next uh, on the you know the 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 second night there was a bit more of the stuff that I didn't know so well I think but then it did Porch as well and it was like it was like both nights were incredible I wonder if that's part of the reason I preferred it because I suppose having seen them so many times I get super excited when they bring the rare cuts out you know and stuff that you've not seen before so they were playing songs like Whipping and You Are Mm. and like stuff that was on Stone Gossard sang didn't Mankind did not need that now okay so (laughs) there is this kind of joke with uh, Pearl Jam that Stone never sings and he's so reluctant to sing as a Pearl Jam fan I've wanted to see that song for well it was the first time I ever saw it and I've seen them 16 times Mm -hmm. Uh, Mankind is like the 11th track on No Code which is an album beloved by Pearl Jam fans but definitely the point where a lot of people tuned out of Pearl Jam um it was very they basically didn't finish the song properly because they'd completely forgotten how to play it but this is actually one of the things that i adore about pearl jam they are an arena sized act and yet because they play a totally different set every night sometimes 
you will see them completely fuck up on stage totally and utterly and they're not afraid to do that mm. and most bands are and i think that's that that sounds like an odd um an odd compliment that that they're not afraid to fuck up but i I love the fact that like that version of mankind completely fell apart and 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 but the amount of hardcore pearl jam fans in there that it would have made happy because they've probably played that song 20 times or something silly like that um they also did like they did this brilliant um tag at the end of daughter uh which was a cover of the dead moons it's okay which i mm. always love when they do that they've played that 28 times i've seen it three tom petty cover tom great. petty cover i won't back down oh yeah, my that was god it was brilliant yeah, that was really good um jeremy and all yeah, that kind jeremy, of thing like i took my wife on the first night and because she was like oh when i was 15 i used to go around a boy's house and he would smoke dope and listen to pearl jam and um I'd quite like to relive those days, but she only, she only knew. Um, so she came along with me, and she only she was like, "Oh, I've been listening to Jeremy because it's kind of the only song I know." Um, and they didn't, didn't play it. Didn't play it on the first night, and no. then the second night she didn't go. Yeah, and they did play it. But the second so, night they played thirty-three songs. Yeah, it was big. Wasn't it? Three hours, three encores. Mm-hmm. They kind of like they finished with Yellow Leadbetter, then went off, and then there was just a kind of there was a very kind of end of school, end of term mm. vibe to the whole thing because yeah. it was the last night of the tour. There was a lot of you know they were taking requests and stuff, and just being that personable with an arena audience is just a phenomenal astonishing feat and something I, which you don't ever really see i have never seen a band be so intimate in such a large setting yeah it's always just it, eddie it, isn't it's it an unbelievable skill to have yeah like there, there are points that i particularly thought especially being right up the top where i was on the you, you feel more when you're closer to it obviously you do just feel more like you're in it of course but when i was sat kind of 20 rows from the front of the very very top tier right at the back of the O2. Not bad seats. Like, I can still see all right. I think yeah. it's quite a good place, the O2. You can kind of see yeah. everywhere for an arena. It's a decent arena. Um, and that's good. But, like, uh, I, you know, I was like, oh, God, you know, there's not going to be much of a show. But then the way that you can literally... There were points where I was like, I can see him looking at somebody on the other side of the mm. arena, and mm. he's pointing at one individual person yep. so far away and he won't stop pointing until that person goes what me what oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and realizes that he's pointing at him and i was like that's that's a ama- nobody does that it's stunning. that's amazing yeah um so yeah i feel like a fucking idiot for waiting so long before i saw pearl jam mm. and i'm definitely never gonna miss them ever when they tour again good Correct. so um <laughs> yeah that was the, the, that was pearl jam i should also say like just before i noticed actually just before we were about to record um the mercury music prize announced its shortlist for uh, nominations for the, its uh its 2018 prize so it is um taking place at the hammersmith event in apollo on thursday the 20th of september there is a list of what is it 12 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 15 uh, albums have been nominated now when i look back at the the kind of um <clears throat> the, the 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 kind of the early days when i was sort of listening to music I used to have quite a vested interest in the Mercury Music Prize because it would be stuff like Primal Scream, 
um, like Scream of Delica, I think was the first album yeah. ever to win it. A different yeah. cast by Pulp. Um, obviously, Oasis were nominated for it. Radiohead were nominated for it. Supergrass were nominated yeah. for it. The Darkness were nominated PJ for it. Harvey PJ won. Harvey uh, has won it before. Didn't Elbow uh, win? Elbow won, won it before as well. Yeah, The Streets, I think, yep. were nominated when the year Dizzy Rascal won it. Mm. Um, so it was always something which I kind of grew up having. I think, did Paul Weller, did um, uh, Stanley Road by Paul Weller? Might not have won it, but it definitely got nominated. It definitely mm. got nominated. Um, so I've always been interested in the Mercury Music Prize, but over the last few years, I feel like maybe maybe it's just me, but and it sort of says something about where alternative music is, that it doesn't feel like it's got um, the sort of acts that I would like and expect to be nominated for the Mercury Music Prize aren't always necessarily getting nominated, and I feel like I'm slightly getting left behind by it. It's not a very exciting list. I mean, it's a very... The, the list that we saw which steve will read out in a minute it's a very radio x kind of list which Uh is you know which is fine but like it's it's the the music in it there's nothing particularly challenging or particularly um interesting or different Mm. there's a lot of kind of like four chord just just it's just not it's just not an interesting it doesn't interest me at all i I mean i think actually to kind of I don't know if I'm thinking about it through rose-tinted glasses because I do know, having looked at the list of previous nominees, M People, <laughs> I think, won it. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Take That were nominated for it. Well, once. that's the thing. I, I think it's always been a bit wishy. Yeah, it's been I think Spice been Girls a... were nominated for it once as well. Really? Oh, it's well. The album no. Spice by yeah. Spice Girls yeah, was nominated. That's a, that's a rager, though, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I um, had a signed copy of Spiced, signed by the band, not, um, you know, just someone signing it <laughs> and uh i ended Who's up your favorite oh ginger oh yeah, big jerry 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 yeah big time um and Obviously. i ended up selling a signed copy of spice on cd for three pounds at a car boot sale so, <laughs> i feel like you could have got more for that this was pre-ebay and uh if i just waited a few more years then maybe i could have put it on ebay and made stupid money yeah but I, I didn't yeah oh well there we go that's my well, anyway, story um uh, I'm glad that we got that out of the way. <laughs> Never have to hear that story again. <laughs> the full list. That's probably the only time we're talking about Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, the full list of nominees are The Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility, Base, Hotel and Casino, Everything, Everything, A Fever Dream, Everything is Recorded by Richard Russell, Florence and the Machine, Highest Hope, Jorah Smith, Lost and Found, King Cruel, The Ooze, Lily Allen, No Shame, <sighs> Nadine Shah's Holiday Destination, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Who Built the Moon, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, novelist guy by novelist quite good that uh, Sons of Kemet Your Queen is a Reptile and Wolf Alice Visions of a Life Anything? Wolf Alice are pretty good Wolf, Wolf Alice, Alice are good. fine uh, again I think novelist decent I, um, I have not heard the new Everything Everything record but I I don't mind them as a as a band uh, Arctic Monkeys obviously are that's proved to be divisive to say the very hotel least, and casino. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, one thing I will say: at least that Arctic Monkeys album is interesting. Yeah, from the point of view that they have massively changed their sound. Mm. Um, but I, you know, but then when you look at it, I mean, there's stuff here that I'm not really that familiar with. I would say like King Cruel and yeah. Sons of Kemet. I don't even know what that is, to be perfectly honest. Yep. Um, but I've never really liked Florence and the Machine. I have to say, Flo and the Mac. Uh, nah, not for me. Um, and Lily Allen, I actually look quite like the first Lily Allen album. It's good. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, oh, it's, she drives me crazy. She's like, 
I was gonna say chalk. Chalk down up a, a board. <laughs> she, uh, she is. She is finger nails down a chalkboard for me. I, she drives me absolutely insane. I no, can't stand it. First, all right. Still, the first Lily Allen album has got some like lovely summery sort of pop tunes on it. It's wicked. Really, it is, it is honestly. I'm mm-hmm. I'm backing that first Lily mm-hmm. Allen album. I think it's wicked. But saying that, she's not done anything of any value whatsoever for a long time. And maybe this new one's good. I don't know. Coke? Like, um, that is <laughs> of some value. Yeah. Uh, that. <laughs> but I've got. But to me, the thing that stands out here like a fucking sore thumb is Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Who Built the Moon, which is just an unbearable record. Right, I've not heard it. It's absolutely unbet. I mean, the you know the first single from it sounds like sounds like fucking Ricky Martin. Oh, and living La Vida Loco. Uh, yeah, pretty much. No, the other Ooh. one. She bangs. She bangs. Oh, she like, bangs. That cross with what is it um, with plastic her and Bertrand. this banging? Uh, and cross with it's who? It's kind of cross with plastic Bertrand. You know that pass ass old man. Ooh, oh, that. that. Yeah, it's like and so it sounds like he's ch- changed quite a bit then. Oh, it's just rubbish though. It's just okay. that done by your dad. <laughs> like it's just it's bad. It's really bad. And I would never want to be someone to turn around and go, just do the thing that people want you to do. But mm. I mean, Liam Gallagher's tweeted him recently about uh, getting just going because he's doing some gigs where there's going to be no alcohol yeah which is mind-blowing to me like an oasis crap yeah surely surely yeah um and i just think well uh, would you like to do you think oasis should get oasis either either get oasis back together or one of them has to die like surely that is got to be the thing because they can't carry on like both of them are just they're they're of no value at all without I'm, I'm the quite, other one. I'm quite glad they're not getting back together because, you know, really, Oasis should have split up long before they did anyway. You know, they stopped caring a long, 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 long but time ago. But at this point, putting them on the old Vegas circuit, like... Oh, they make, they'd make silly money. I mean, would. of course it would be a massive success and, you know, they do they do stadiums, undoubtedly. Um, probably a couple of... Couple of Wow, how many how many gigs do you think Oasis would sell out at like Wembley Stadium? Three. Yeah, I was thinking maybe even four or five. How many did Ed Sheeran? Well, Sheeran do? does like five he did or something silly like eight that. Eight or something, I think. Like what? absolutely mental. There we go. So yeah, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's the uh, that is the. Uh, the mental um, Mercury Music Prize. I don't know. I'm just. I have to it makes say me feel old and young. I don't know how it manages to do that. Because on one yeah. hand, I look at um, Noel Gallagher getting nominated and I just think like, all right, granddad nominating Noel Gallagher. And then I look at a bunch of stuff that I, I'm really uh, very unfamiliar with mm. and I go, I suppose it's just not for me, is it? So where That's, do I sit? I felt that way about the Mercury Music Prize for a long, long time, to be honest. I mm. think from what I recall, the last record that I liked that won was Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea by PJ Harvey, which was right. 2000. Fucking so, hell. you know. Dizzy Rascal won it. That's good, wasn't it? Yes. So the last record that I liked is <laughs> Stories from the Sissy, Harsh. Stories from the Sea. Don't fuck with Dizzy Rascal. Um, anyway, well, there you go. Mercury Music Prize. Uh, whatever. So, that noise sums it up perfectly yeah, as far as I'm concerned. So um, let's do what we're going to do with this with this week's episode. To kind of start off and kick us off with our, our our first proper episode. Obviously, last week was all about the past, really, wasn't it? It's about yeah. fans that have been... And, and to me, this is a more exciting thing. Yes, I think because what we're doing is um, 
you know, anyone can bang on about didn't this band used to be good and haven't this d- yes. band done these great oh, things? Led Zeppelin were good, weren't they? Yeah, which is sort of what we did last week. Yes. Um, but it's almost more exciting to go, oh, look at the potential in yes. this. And look, won't you be excited once you hear this? So we've got 12 artists mm. um, of varying uh, genres yeah. who we're going to talk about. And um, I think, uh, like, I think all of them are, v- are very definitely worthy of your time oh, no matter what definitely, type of music yeah. you're into they're all they're they're all bands or solo artists who we um are very are either about to release a record or have just released a record who might be a little bit under the radar you might have heard of some of them but most of them fingers crossed hopefully you haven't and you'll find a, a bunch of new music to listen to mm. and hopefully be very grateful yeah because that's sort of the purpose of our job isn't it it is really yeah um so yeah like what we want to do yeah. so let's kick it off with one of yours you picked this one you brought it in emma ruth rundle mm. uh american singer songwriter i was not aware of her before but i was aware of the band that she was in red sparrows yes well well that is one of the bands she was in so red sparrows were sort of an instrumental post-rock band mm-hmm. um emma was only actually on one of their records from what i recall okay she's also in a sort of folksy she used to be do a folksy project called the nocturnes which is also brilliant the the her main band which are absolutely phenomenal are marriages um oh my god this band are incredible they've got one ep called kitson and a album called salon and they're kind of shoegazy like if you could imagine like a female fronted perfect circle Mm. like it's not too far away from that or my bloody valentine or something like that marriages are of an incredibly high standard they're absolutely brilliant um i'm mentioning emma ruth rundle's solo material in particular which for my money is almost of the standard of marriages anyway because she has a new album out in september i think yeah called um, dark horses on dark horses I on think dark it's horses yeah. yeah on dark horses um, it's called, sorry and she's just this, uh, some of you will be aware of her already but she's just a phenomenal artist who uses a lot of delay a lot of reverb like her she almost has like a wall of sound with her guitars the way that she and it just washes over you and um it's quite very dark lyrics um she's you know gone through a lot of a lot of pain in her life i think it's quite fair to say um her last record was called marked for death which Mm. kind of you know sets a stall out yeah um and she is I, i just think she's one of the most incredible solo singer songwriters at the moment like she sounds utterly unique um there's definitely parallels with like chelsea wolf and stuff like that it's the darker end yeah i was gonna say chelsea wolf is a um is someone who i would definitely kind of pin her near but not uh, it's it's not the same it's not as heavy i think it's It's certainly it certainly is dark it's less goth yeah, it's less, less goth. Um, and it, like you say, it, it, there's a kind of, a, there's a brooding darkness to it. Yes. There's a kind of, um, uh, a real sense of, I was going to say a sense of danger, but it's not even really a sense of danger. It's a sense of, um, almost like there's a wistful regret. And it's not like, mm. it's not like, it's not... T- it's not twee and it's not, it, it doesn't feel forced at all. It feels really like a band like, um, 
although again it's not as, as gothic but i was really like the idea of, of like bat for lashes or something mm-hmm. like that i yeah. like the idea of it but i never really particularly like the execution of yeah. it and this to me is something which is much more uh getting that execution done correctly yeah it's very somber it's very uh we've used the word dark so much but it's quite it's quite bleak um yeah. but it's also it's haunting it's beautiful mm. it feels like when you're in the Chelsea Wolf, it's like something terrible is about to or is currently happening. Yeah, whereas Chelsea Wolf feels more ominous. Yeah, yeah, whereas this feels like that terrible thing has happened. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost the aftermath of that terrible thing yeah. having happened. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, you know, she she plums incredible emotional depths and dresses it up in heavily reverb drenched guitars basically yeah she's on sergeant house who are an amazing label and management company who are very 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 picky with their artists but as a, as a result they have an amazing roster so there's bands like russian circles and so i watch it from afar and ttng and and chelsea wolf actually funnily enough <laughs> um and you know the fact she's on that roster says quite a lot to be honest because every single band on sergeant house is at least worth checking out they're a, an amazing label yeah definitely um and yeah, um, she's going to be, she's doing a massive tour around the US, Europe and UK uh, starting mid-September, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and this record comes out a few days after that tour starts and it is well worth checking out. I'm sure yeah, we'll review it. Definitely. I mean, I, I've kind of, uh, I only had a couple of days with the with the latest record, which I say we've kind of got a, an early sneak peek of yeah. that record. And it's it's definitely one of the most... Um, haunting records that I've yeah. heard in 2018 and I do there's something I, you know the last thing I want to do is go female fronted uh, or mm. that shit like I, which is done it's boring mm. at this point but there is something really really brilliant that is happening with in alternative music with m- unbelievably uh, with a real feminine touch yeah like femininity being brought to the absolutely being pushed to the fore we yeah. talked about pj harvey when we were talking on episode zero before mm. and pj harvey and a lot of those artists like when when women started to become massively prominent in alternative music in the sort of early 90s it always felt to me like uh it was hey look this girl can be just as hard and just as masculine as men mm. um and just as kind of take no shit like men and it now feels like we're finally getting to go women can do whatever the hell yeah. they want and it's actually much more interesting to hear that much more interesting well, to hear them try and keep up with something that's already happened before. yeah there's a fragility that emma ruth rundle has that i can't which would be difficult to imagine in a in a man uh i'm not saying it's impossible but but there aren't many men who would have the same level of fragility but that that is it's a really beautiful incredible quality yeah. um you know, I, I, I just, I, I absolutely, I, I do think everything she touches turns to turns to gold. Like really, everything she's ever done is worth checking out. And I, you know, in the meantime, whilst you're waiting for this new record, I would definitely urge you to check out Marked for Death. Yeah. Um, and and both of the Marriages records as well. But um, yeah, she's she's definitely someone we're going to be talking about a lot because yeah. she's an incredible, incredible talent. She's so. That's Emma Ruth Rundle, the first pick, and a, and a very good one, I think. Um, yeah, you should be excited. If you're a fan of 
um, all of those artists that we just we just said. If you want something which is chillingly, it's kind of chillingly relaxing, hauntingly yeah, relaxing, yeah, yeah. then yeah. this is definitely something for you. So yeah, that's Emery Thrundle. Um, let's move on and talk about another one of your picks. Another one of my well, this um, band's. Uh, they're called Wildcat Strike. Mm. Uh, they are a quintet, I believe, from Brighton. No, they're not. No, I'm getting totally confused. They're a they're a trio from Brighton. Right. Sorry. Okay. They're from Brighton, are they? I didn't realise they were English. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're from Brighton, okay. and they have a kind of, if you could imagine, like me without you meets explosions in the sky sort of thing to them it's effectively like good emo meeting post-rock kind of epicness and style guitars um emo tinged with sadness and regret but with some really expansive passages and they, it, it does i mean i don't mean this in a disparaging way but it does sound like they've stolen explosion in the sky's guitar tone wholesale almost mm-hmm. their clean guitar tone but that's not a bad thing um and they just feel like a really i've never really heard that combination before well do you know what there's a lot of quote-unquote emo mm. and we probably mean this in a more traditional sense of the word but there's a lot of kind of emo out now post brand new i think that tries to be a bit pretty yeah it all feels a bit pretty yeah um but there's this doesn't do that it's massive like you say it's a wall of noise at points yes like a proper sonic youth style wall of noise that they do in and amongst um it's kind of dirgy almost like garage rock white like we said about the white stripes the way jack white just kind of rings his instrument mm. i think there's bits of that on here but it's still very melodic and there's a lot of kind of melancholia and i think you can hear obviously influences from stuff like brand new or um well brand new are the main ones really i would say from that yeah. kind of like emo um world, i think me I without you modest mouse yeah, maybe, um, yeah, yeah kind of thing you know um they, they. I mean, to to me, it's kind of like, like I say, Sunnydale real estate mixed with a post, you know, a post rock band like this will destroy you or something like that. Yeah. And that to me is a really amazing combination. Um, they have, the, but they there are a few hooks on here as well. Mm. Like there's this song called "I Feel Fine," "I Feel Good," "I Feel Good," and it, it's like a drunken rousing chorus that it has to it as well. Yeah. And, um, the best song on this record is Satellite Towns, which I believe is already out. Is just an absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's a wicked song. Oh, I was so convinced song. that they were American, having heard that song yeah, from Brighton. Having heard that song, Satellite Towns, and there is, it's a thing at the moment, isn't it? From you know, like from post Gaslight Anthem with bands like the Menzingers, yeah. uh, who we'll probably talk about again in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, or that sort of thing. Anyway, bands talking about small town kind of. Uh, you know the kind of the entrapment of the small town world like that's something which is very very American feels very Americana certainly certainly feels very American so I just assumed that they were American because there's a bit of that on there but it absolutely works especially you know I'm from the south coast sort of so I know what a fucking shithole it can be yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
yeah i i just i've just not heard a band that sound like this really and they're they're really exciting i've i've had their debut for quite a long time but um i've been quite lucky to have a very early stream of it but it's absolutely brilliant it's called rhubarb nostalgia rhubarb nostalgia which is That's one a of wicked the, name. the best titles for an album ever i think yeah yeah um and it's out in october i can't remember the actual date but it's sometime in october this year yeah uh, yeah, I yeah. really like that. Like I say, um, Melancholia with massive, uh, just walls of noise. Yeah. And to get, again, like it's different. To, I mean, I feel like I've said that quite a lot. I've said it about Prestamico and I've said it about um, somebody else that we were talking about earlier, but this is different, definitely different to that. Yeah. This isn't about big riffs. This is just about, like you say, space, expansive. Yeah, there is, there is lots of space on it, isn't there? Yeah, There's nice. lots of space on it. But when that means when the crushing wall of guitars do come in, they just sound so massive. Mm. Um, and then they can, go, they can go from really big to really small yeah. in the sort of the, the blink of an eye. Because when they do the, uh, I guess you'd call it kind of more traditionally emo, small, like more kind of... Uh, insular bits it sounds really it makes it sound much smaller because they do go yes exactly yeah, yeah. it's sometimes very 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 delicate um okay mm. you know from uh, from time to time but um yeah it's i, I just i love this record it's so great. there you go wildcat strike they call the album's called rhubarb nostalgia it's out in october yes so keep your eye on them if you're a fan of um <laughs> emo and post-rock I suppose. yeah both yeah. of those things or either of those things uh the next one i picked this i love this band they're called blocks mm. they are from uxbridge we should say four B- b-l-o-x-l-o-double-x is how you yeah. spell it um at the moment they only have five songs <coughs> available um six i thought it was six is it six yeah but just to be a pedant Okay, um, maybe yeah. it is. It's five or six. It's not many. It's five or six. Yeah, yes. it's five or six. <laughs> I thought there was only five, but okay. Um, yes, yeah, so they've got five or six songs available at the moment on um, on Spotify or on Apple Music or where, on their Bandcamp, wherever. So this is a band who haven't even released an EP they, yet. They haven't even they've released They've literally an EP. Re- released, yeah, a handful five of songs. or six singles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And each one gets better and better and better. Yeah. Um, particularly the last one that came out that came out about a month ago. It's called Second Opinion, mm-hmm. and it is fucking brilliant. Like I'm, a, it's one of my favourite songs of the year. I'm absolutely mm. obsessed with it. Um, it's the one that like, I like the everything else they've done. Yeah, but that really hints at something where I go, my God. That's My cool. God, if we were living in a normal world where guitar music was allowed <laughs> to thrive, they would surely be absolutely massive. If you can imagine kind of really um, phasery, smashing pumpkins, guitars. Yeah, definitely a um, lot of old 90s. Proper Britpop melody, like a, a quite a jaunty British yep. sound in Britpop melody. And a, and a bit of a sneer as well, mm-hmm. like a kind of street sneer. They've got all of that. They've got all of that just in that one song. I think it is an absolutely brilliant song, and I really think like I'm I'm not sure how you feel about this band. Mm-hmm. I like from what I've heard, I love it, and I re I genuinely think when the when the album comes along, they 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 have got the potential to do something very very special. For me, I think potential is the key word here. Bearing in mind that we're dealing with a band who are very very early on in their career. Yeah, sure. Um, what excites me the most is listening to all of their songs. Uh, they are clearly getting better and better and better. 
um, with ev- with every single song that they release. It's kind of, I mean, we should say there's the kind of an alt pop indie rock yeah, kind, it's of kind of thing. In, it's a very Brit, like it, it's a very British sounding. They remind me of Elastica. I was going to say, they you, you mentioned of, Elastica. They remind yeah. me of Sleeper. Yeah. But I just think the guitars sound like the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a ver- there's a really, really down-to-earth, rootsy quality with them. They, like, three of them met in a Weatherspoons. Uh, they actually talk... There's a, there's a song where... Um, they just say, I'll go to Spoons and buy myself a beer. Like, it's really British and down-to-earth yeah. and very kind of... Um, I'm working class, I guess. I mean, you know, mean that in the nicest... Yeah, that's not a horrible thing. It's not. <laughs> <horrible thing. laughs> um, and it, it, it's, it's, it's no nonsense, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're like me and you kind of... At the time when Britpop happened... By kind of 1997, 1998, I was absolutely fucking sick of it. And it all just looked like yeah. a, a stupid parody and, and an, an embarrassment. But those early years of those bands were really, really exciting. Yeah. And I think this really harks back to a time where Britpop just felt fun. And it felt like, you know, it had a lot of sort of similarities with, with punk mm. Um just got punk from a better time it was you know the the mid 90s were 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 a better more affluent more exciting time to be british than the mid 70s were so yeah. the the sound of the music and and what was going on reflected that and it it felt happy but it felt very it, it kind of resonated for the sound on the street and unfortunately in 2018 i'm not sure that <laughs> i'm not sure that blocks um being like you say like it, it is um it's got more of a sort of punk sneer to it i wouldn't necessarily say these songs are happy but they have but they no. feel happy do you know what i mean like, yeah the, the, I, I don't think the lyrical content for the most part is happy but but they do lift you up they perk you up definitely it's very this is going to sound so specific but this it's very 1993 this band i yeah. don't know why but yeah. i just like that's just the year that i put on them and and that is not a disparaging thing at no, all no. that is a very good thing because yeah. we love the 90s i do the um, and I love yeah I mean I I really like this is such a bit of me as they say yeah. in Love Island <laughs> and in my house I wouldn't uh, know <laughs> um, I will say as well something that is super impressive about this band bearing in mind yet again they only have five or six songs <laughs> um, they have already gone tour on they already picked up a support tour with the Wombats uh-huh. and they played Alexandra Palace yeah which is like 10,000 8,000 people it's silly numbers they're you know. um they're doing a headline tour and I think they're playing yeah. they're somewhere playing the quite borderline in London. Oh, only the borderline. I okay. think it's the borderline. I thought it was somewhere a bit bigger than that. I thought it was the electric ballroom for some reason, which was probably no, I was about 800 people no. for five songs. That's insane. But, so people, somebody somewhere is obviously clued up and is looking at them going, yes. they should be. And I really would, I would love to see this band get massive. To, to give them credit as well, that headline tour that they're doing, it's 20 dates around the UK. So mm-hmm. if, if this sounds of interest to you, they're probably coming very close to you. Yeah. Um, and playing some awesome venues as well. Um, and that begins at the end of October and goes right through November, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, if it sounds up your street, they'll probably come to you. I'm so definitely going to go and see them. I I'm, definitely want to see them I'm on board. I'm definitely going to go and see I, them. I will say this much. I don't feel like I'm 100% on board yet, but I feel like the potential is so huge and I definitely 
want to keep my eye on them. And we should definitely both go to that borderline show. Oh, I'm, I'm 100%. definitely going to go. It sounds yeah. going to be great. Um, hopefully. <laughs> Imagine if they were really <laughs> awful live. Ah, but they're called Blocks. B-L-O-X-X. Um, I'm well into it. I'm well into this as well. This band, not particularly, uh, you know, we said it's not about just being a new band. Um, this is not a particularly new band. This is another band that Renfrey picked. Uh, a Philadelphia-based five-piece called Restorations. Yeah, I adore this band and have done for a very long time. And I just wanted to put them in here because I just feel like... I, they just don't get talked about at all and they really, really, really should do. Um, they're probably the oldest band on this list, I think. They are just Joint over... Oldest. Oh, are they now? Okay. I think they formed 2008 or something oh, like that. Oh, no, they are the oldest. All right. <laughs> there we go. Um, they have, they've just celebrated the 10th anniversary of their first record. So, okay. yeah, yeah, they're definitely at least 10 years old. But... Um, they they are kind of they're from Philadelphia and there's very much that kind of heartland rock Americana Philadelphia thing that is going on with you know Gaslight Anthem and Menzingers yeah. and modern baseball and the Wonder Years and all that kind of stuff going on but at the same time they don't sound like those bands because there's a lot of psychedelic elements mm-hmm. in their music as well there's quite a lot of organ in their mm-hmm. songs and Every song could be improved with an organ, I think. Um, and uh, there's also quite, I'd say, some shoegazy elements. Yeah. And the lead singer, John Loudon. He's great. Oh, my God. He he's has got a voice which, he's got a kind of, he's got a real rasp. It sounds like he's been gargling gravel. Yeah. It's uh, kind of, there's, a, a, the, the first song on um, on the previous EP, uh, the EP LP, LP3, which mm. came out in 2014, which I know you love. I adore it. Yeah. The first song, it's called Wales, as yes. in the country. Um, and I, I really, I hate this word, but it's sort of, it's epic. Oh, I yeah. don't like the word epic particularly, yeah. but it almost reminded me of like, like sound wise, it almost reminded me of like early U2. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. kind of epic like this belongs in a stadium and his rasp for me sits somewhere between guy garvey from elbow and chuck reagan from hot water music yeah like when he goes heartfelt it's beautiful Mm. and when he goes right down in it it really like really gets down in the in the gutter oh yeah um he's fucking brilliant vocalist yeah he's incredible they they actually have three guitarists and you know talking talking about that epicness i think Mm. you can tell when you listen to their stuff it's so there's just there's just lots going on on their songs there's lots and lots and lots going on and yeah like i say whilst they come from that philadelphia heartland rock scene they they kind of don't really sound like any of the other bands no i don't think they do there's definitely i mean you know we said about the gaslight and men singers um and there's almost certainly uh, comparisons to be made to that type of music because I think yeah. it's always difficult when you are a kind of rock, a hard rock alternative stroke punk band who are from that part of the world and are, are doing this kind of heart on sleeve blue collar thing that everyone's, yeah. everyone's going to go. You're going to get lumped in. in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah. going to go, oh, it's yeah. a bit of Springsteen. And, and there is some know, Springsteen. Yeah, there is, yeah. But not as much as Gaslight or Menzingers or no. anything like that. It's, 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 it is very much, it's, I, I love all those bands, but sometimes they, they do sound fairly similar mm-hmm. to, to one another and you can't really level that at Restorations. I wonder maybe if that's why they've not got the coverage that they deserve in my opinion but um but the reason we're putting them in here is because they are about to release their fourth album which is rather 
confusingly titled LP5000. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they've done that. They've done LP1, LP2, LP3, and now skipping to LP5000. Um, but there is a new song out there. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, the name of it is called... Hold on. Uh, uh, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I don't uh, know either. There we go. Um, but um, but, but there's a new song out. It's yeah. out. Uh, the album is out on the 28th of September. And I imagine... We've not heard this one yet, but going from LP3, which is available and you should absolutely check out, I imagine it's going to be well worth listening to. Um, they're just a incredible band who deserve a lot more uh a lot more attention than they've had so far mm, yeah i agree like i really really like um I, I couldn't believe that i hadn't heard lp3 yeah once i listened to it i was like well how, how the fuck have i managed this i suppose it came out in 2014 i probably out. wasn't really listening to that sort of thing possibly not but i think even people who were i think it i mean the last time they played in london they played a place called the lexington which is maybe 300 people yes yeah, and like this is a band who should be playing to a couple of thousand as far as i'm concerned yeah They're it feels incredible. like a waste those songs yes. sound to me like they would be wasted yes. on a, a, a smaller crowd as well. whilst they were brilliant live that is most definitely true in that like you said they're epic they sound quite expansive and they sort of need a lot of room literally to breathe yeah and um yes they they should be playing those massive venues like undoubtedly they're absolutely amazing yeah they're great so that's restorations uh as Brenby said lp 5000 is coming out in when was it september september the 28th september 28th if you're a fan of um like you say the, the, the whole kind of beach slang scene, i'd yeah, even say that, those um, sort of bands yeah then um you know i think the hotelier probably yeah i'd go with hotelier well. maybe what is a beautiful place yeah uh, so they were the reason I thought they were the oldest band is because I thought this next band were actually the oldest band. Um, they formed in 2010. So again, not a new band. Um, they're called Continuum with a K. With a K. The yeah. uh, their new album is called No Need to Reason. It's their third album. It came out a couple of weeks ago. Is it third? I thought it was their second. Is it their third their album? Third album. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, they've been around since 2010, as I said. Um, I saw this band two years ago. I went to. Einsterflug festival. Oh, cool! In in uh, in Iceland, which is pretty much as on the top of the planet, as high yeah, up yeah, yeah. in the planet as you could ever possibly imagine. I'm really so jealous. I didn't know you'd you, been there. Yeah, man, it was unbelievable. Like we flew to Reykjavik and then drove an hour across Reykjavik outside of Reykjavik. Mm. Um, and even when you get to Reykjavik, it's like this is tiny this place then mm. to drive out of it and go to a tiny weeny little um airport which flew us an hour up a mountain and then when i got up to the top of this mountain off the plane i got on a bus that drove me up a mountain which is one one lane so if you the car there's a point where there's like a five mile long tunnel which has only got room for one car so if you come in and another car comes in, one of you has to reverse. Wow. Right? That's how derelict it is, right? Jeez. And we got to this town um, uh, and it was it was so small that literally uh, the population is about 700 people in okay. this town, right? It's on top of a mountain. It is one of the most unbelievably beautiful scenic places I've ever been to in my life. They had a festival, this festival there, with Meshuggah and Opeth and Marduk 
and oh. like loads of kind of black and death metal and tech metal bands playing and I think Perturbator the first time I saw Perturbator oh, right, cool. Perturbator the kind of synth wave yeah, yeah, yeah. French uh, artiste who's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. Um, and I watched a bunch of bands in basically in the school hall like on, <laughs> cool. on a basketball court in the school hall watching Meshuggah it was pretty fucking crazy cool. I have to say um, and yeah they, you know like a, a few kind of hundred people turned up from various parts of the country but it was as far away from anywhere as you could ever imagine one um like a few a couple of hotels like a pub a spa shop right uh, their equivalent of it and like two restaurants and that was it and cool. some houses and a mountain and loads of goats right <laughs> so i turned up to this place watch a load of kind of death and black metal bands and continuum come on right and they fit the festival so perfectly they are actually um icelandic they get put in more with extreme metal um but for me they're really not they've got nothing to do i'd say nothing to do with extreme metal they have a similar um icy cold um uh mindset as the sort of the bleakest black metal bands but it's it's post-punk, essentially. It's not sonically anywhere no, no, near no, no, as extreme no. as extreme. Like, no, no, I no. I love the kind of the gothic post-punk of Grave Pleasures. I yes. thought that Mother Blood, that last Grave Pleasures album that came out last year. I adore that record. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and this is that, but far less. I don't want to use again. I don't want to use the word cartoony because I don't think Grave Pleasures mm. are cartoony. Mm. But I think they definitely. They are more dramatic. I was going to say it's grander and yeah. more cinematic yeah. than yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Grave Pleasures, but definitely a similar kind of sound. But but just, I mean, the songs are a bit longer. Most of them are sort of seven kind of minute yeah. kind of mark. Um, I know we've both made this connection, but I, I heard a sort of Solstafir thing. I was going to say they kind of, for me, they sit sort of slap bang in the middle of Solstafir and maybe something like Depeche Mode. Yeah, that's a Do good you know shout. I mean, like yeah, kind yeah, of totally. mid- mid 90s mid 90s mid 80s late to to mid 80s Depeche Mode when it was very when it became very chrome yes Um, and yeah like you say Solstafir is a great shout they're signed to Seasons of Mist which is the same label that um, Solstafir are on and um, fair play Seasons of Mist are doing some amazing stuff there's another band that they signed which we'll talk about in a bit but yeah yeah, I I think I think the metal is definitely the wrong uh, Whilst they they will be associated with those bands, it's the the the, the wrong post punk is far closer to it actually. In fact, I noticed that they called themselves Rock Wave, and I thought that's not bad actually. Mm. That's a pretty nice description yeah. of what you are, like a rock band with a sort of new wave kind of yeah. element to I it. I mean, I I was familiar with them from before, but then having seen them at that festival, I thought they were they were fucking brilliant. That festival, they pretty much stole the whole festival. They stole right. it from Opeth and Meshuggah. Wow! Like they they were really really brilliant. Okay. And um, and because it was so different, and it, it felt it, it it fit the mood so perfectly, mm. and it was you know it's austere and it's dark, but it's not. Grave pleasures should be the soundtrack to um, the Lost Boys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, like, yeah, it's great. 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. goth, uh, dark, post-punk music about the, the forthcoming nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. Whereas this is more 
Bergman or something like like you know how Solstice Fear yes. goes, but we, but it's not it doesn't hark ripe. It, it's kind of it's very nor it's not Norwegian, but it's very Scandinavian, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Without yeah. kind of harking back to battle axes and mm. longboats and stuff like that, it feels kind of rooted more in. Um, I guess more in kind of Blade Runner territory or, or like um, uh, Terry Gillingham's Brazil. Yes. Or that sort of thing. Great where it's actually show. more of a serious sort of take on dark kind of um, uh, dystopian, dystopia, industrial yeah. futures. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant show. So yeah. I, they're, they're really good. It's, it's actually, I mean, you said to me when we were talking about it before, because I kind of said that I wanted to do this a couple of weeks back and when you first we were like oh, I'm not really sure about this band initially well all I was gonna, I was going to say it might take you a couple of listens I yeah, mean, I, think I, mean I don't think it's um, I will say as well I don't think I don't think post-punk is something that I necessarily get immediately so that might be my kind of thing as well but mm-hmm. um, I've given this a couple of listens and after a couple of listens, I now think that this is absolutely brilliant. Whereas before, I was a little unsure. I was still happy to cover them, but I was like, you know, they're they're cool, but I'm not massively into it. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm looking for import emporiums to buy their records. <laughs> yeah, so, they're fucking great, like really, yeah, really great. Really and if good. they come over here, I'm I really deaf. want to see them. Yeah, live. they are they're I'm brilliant really live, really, really brilliant. So that is Continuum. The album's called No Need to Reason. It's their third album. I'd go and listen to all of them actually because they're all bloody good. So let's move on. Mm. Um, I saw these chaps at 2000 Trees, as I said earlier on. They're called In Technicolor. Again, they're from Brighton, right? Yes, another Brighton. This is the Brighton quintet. It is. uh, That I was talking about before. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting a bit confused there. Kind of like a stoner-esque sort of thing, but with Deftones as guitars and guitar tone and stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, Again, another very early band in that they've only got They've got a three-track EP mm-hmm. and a couple of singles. Couple of singles, and the two recent singles are great. The two recent singles are amazing. Have you, by any chance, seen the music videos for those singles? No, I saw that there was a funny-looking music video, and I haven't actually clicked on it yet. Very much so. I in in terms of sense of humour, um, this is one of the best bands I've ever encountered. I think I think they're absolutely hilarious. Um, I funnier than Hellstorm. <laughs> believe it or not yes Can't i think they it. actually are um well, i mean i know fucked by an anchor is an absolute you know comedy classic mm. but um they basically have i mean there's a theme running through their videos as well in that um one of them is a sort of table tennis championship style thing and the other one's a football championship type thing so they're obviously going with like a sport motif yeah for this uh for, for this release for this debut album which i believe is out early next year I think it's just been sort of pushed back a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, the the new songs are called Doomer, Doomer and Shaker. Or is it? I think it's... Yeah, it is Doomer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Doomer and Shaker. Right I'm not going to check it, but it uh, right. <laughs> And um, both of them are worth checking out, especially with the videos. And the videos, they've basically got loads of bands from Brighton that basically you know make up the football teams and stuff and they're all wearing like fake moustaches and smoking and drinking and all this sort of stuff it's great bands like Physics House Band and Delta Sleep and all that kind of feature in fact I think members of Wildcat Striker in it as well oh right okay um they're they're just they're just excellent I mean it's difficult to only go on five songs maybe the least amount we have to go on in in a way but all five of them are amazing. Yeah, they're really and, good. And they're much heavier live than they are on record as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when I saw them, they almost looked like a kind of 
metallic hardcore band, like a kind of yes. post-hardcore band with metallic tinges. But there's a much more kind of snarly slacker vocal definitely and big rock riffs yeah when you listen to the actual songs um in their recorded version um you know like you say loads of promise on this because all the songs mm. are fucking rad yes like really really good yeah uh yeah i'll be interested to see where they go next i'm gonna say just quickly live they yeah live they sounded like a house coming down like right. They sounded massive live because they actually, I think they they supported Black Peaks. Yep, I saw them Black support Peaks Black Peaks. Again. Yeah, yep. and kind of Will from Black Peaks was at Two Thousand Trees. He's like, you should come and check this band out. Mm. And it's got Mark um, Mark Roberts, the drummer, who used to be a broker. Uh, yeah, and he produced um, Black Peaks' debut album. Of course, he? he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, and also. He, I've known him for for years. Oh, have you? I didn't know you. Know Absolutely cool. years. I've known him for, since I was a kid. He used to play drums in a band with Mike from Skindred, who were oh, really good. Really, no really way. good band. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, there you go. Little bit of um, incest <laughs> for you there. A little bit of scene incest. Oh, a little bit of band incest. Mm. Um, they're, yeah, they're a phenomenal band. I have it on good authority that their debut album is brilliant. Certainly the songs that I didn't recognise when I saw them live with Black Peaks all sounded amazing. Yeah. They have one which has this um, repeating riff which just goes on and on and on in a very kind of bury me in smoke down kind of way. Yeah. And it's just brilliant. You know, I would say that when I saw them with Black Peaks... Obviously, they weren't as good as Black Peaks, but they weren't miles off, which Fucking is a hell. pretty incredible thing to say, considering Black Peaks are on the form of their lives at the moment. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what can you say? A band who who only have five songs out and aren't aren't that far away from Black Peaks in terms of live quality, that's pretty, pretty good going. Yeah, they're dead good. Dead good. Um, so, that's in Technicolor. They, I would imagine, will have... Um, something out soon uh, next year uh, isn't it early next year, early next year. Early it's kind of like Red Fang but even better in my opinion right okay yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. that's fair um, uh, Black Futures is next again so that's in Technicolor Black Futures are ditto as above um, saw them at 2000 Trees on your recommendation this yes. time yes um, I wasn't sure because I listened to a bit of the stuff on Spotify again mm-hmm. they've only got three songs three songs three songs on yeah, Spotify three songs so I wasn't that sure. I sort of went, yeah, like it's a bit kind of electro-y punk, like mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But live, they are really, really brilliant. Yes. Like really, really like so weird. Tell me about this inflatable unicorn. So there's two of them. Yes. They're an indu- they're basically an industrial tinged duo, they're I would an, say. They're, I, they're, what they are is they're, an in, they're a duo, an industrial tinged, as you say, kind of almost like not stoner rock but it's kind of uh, garage rock done with elect like the way they they remind me of the john spencer blues explosion oh right the cool. way that he his name's space right mm-hmm. okay the way he kind of does those sort of elvis calls out call yeah. outs to the crowd yeah proper john spencer mm-hmm. um obviously musically because it's all completely covered in Thwobs of synth and yeah. drops of like electronic, you know, bass and stuff, and yeah. the drums really are like pound. It's not thin and kind of wiry and hip shakery at all, like no. John Spencer. But in terms of them trying to make it this kind of shit kicker rock show, 
the attitude of that is there. Oh, very much so, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. band, I compare them to, but there's a band called Radiator who came out in the late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who kind of tried to do Led Zeppelin mixed with like Pitch Shifter, uh, which is so <laughs> weird. And they, Actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah, do you know what? Like I saw them live and I was like, wow, this is rubbish. And then I got the album, I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is rubbish. <laughs> but the more I listened to it, the more I was like, my God, actually, there's some, some fucking songs and proper like choruses down... down deep delved down underneath yeah, it. Yeah. And I feel like Black Futures might be a similar sort of thing. Yeah. So they came on in boiler suits, um, one of them playing guitar and playing kind of synth and uh, like keys and stuff. And then yeah. one of them doing stand-up drumming and yeah. backing vocals. Um, it was a kind of loads of lights. There were people in boiler suits again with masks on almost like quarantine mm. masks making people stand in certain positions in the audience standing at the front of the stage with their arms folded like staring out into you then at one point they got these massive and i mean literally massive inflatable unicorns out mm-hmm. and one of the dudes sat on this unicorn and jumped in the crowd and sort of crowd surfed along so while these two guys were really like sweating it out doing this weird kind of electro hip shakery throbs of rock and roll like you've got these guys in boiler suits basically urging the crowd to lose their shit yeah yeah yeah. and i just went i don't know when i've ever seen anything like this before i so i was invited to one of their uh shows and um that all the press people were turned to turn up were told to turn up to a pub in north london and we got there and one of those boiler suited people were there and they was just in a white boiler suit and a white mask and just the band's logo on on their shot um, sort of shoulder breast sort of thing and then we were all taken into a van which was playing some very eerie ambient music and driven to a a warehouse in the middle of nowhere in east london yeah. where there were more of these boiler suited people and they were filming us and all this kind of thing with like really old 80s style cameras and then when we got in we had our uh phones taken away and put in an envelope again by the boiler boiler suited people we were allowed to keep our phones on us but they had to stay in the envelope and the boiler suited people were like checking like being really strict like you know not saying anything but like gesturing you know take your leave your phone in the envelope kind of thing yeah and it was just this art space like i say like an abandoned warehouse thing i think they often use it for theater and stuff but they played and it was just electric it was explosive and i think all that stuff that happens around them all the kind of boiler suit people and them staring at you i remember they did that and that can sound um very uh, what's the word uh it can it can sound very like it's a gimmick. gimmick. Thank you. There we go. Can sound like it's a gimmick, um, but I think they. We're, yes, they only have three songs, but in terms of a live show, I believe that they will have the music to back it up. Mm. I think the three songs that they have are all really diverse and all really different from each other, which I mm. think is really encouraging. Yeah. Like we, we've said so many different things in terms of trying to classify them. It's, it's really difficult to classify them. Yeah. The best description I've heard this, I've got to name check the color of vinyl. It's just a blog, but they called them a no holds barred oral assault of anarchic electro psych punk noise. That is something like death from above and the chemical brothers bastard offspring. 
Yeah, it's not bad. That's pretty accurate. And if that sounds good to you, you should definitely check them out. Go and see them live for sure. Please see them live, yeah, because they're incredible. They're playing Arc Tangent Festival, and uh, you should go to that festival because it's one of the best in the world. Um, We'll be there. We'll be there. Um, And it's, it's, yeah, they will, I'm sure they will be one of the sets of the weekend. Mm. Um, they're, They're just... It, it, like I say, it's very, very early days, but I just I, I have gut good gut feeling about them, um, and I really am looking forward to hearing their debut album. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Like, yeah. colour me interested for sure. Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, so that's Black Futures. Um, yeah, the the weirdest band that we're talking about, pretty much. I would say. I quite possibly, quite possibly, yeah, yeah. probably. I would say they're the weirdest. Um, and I was going to say maybe the most original sounding, but maybe not mm. because over the horizon come the next band. They're called Pagan. Mm. Uh, they've got an album out right now called Black Wash. Mm. I was sent this about, I think probably the end of March. Mm-hmm. So I've had this record for a long time. Um, and uh, I was sort of asked by my good friend, Merlin Alderslade, Metal Hammer magazine, he was like, what do you think of this band? He just sent me like a link to this thing. And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, it's great. It's really, really reminds me of Blood Command, which as you said earlier, yes. uh, is kind of hardcore punk mixed with disco. disco. And yeah, well, mixed with all sorts mixed of things, mixed to with be honest. Lots of things. Yeah. And I was like, it's like that, but with the pop kind of turned right up at points. Yep. But the heaviness turned even further up, like yes. way, way up. And I was like, my God, they have to be Norwegian. They have to be. And he was like, if you want to do a new band feature with them, they're actually Australian. Yeah. Right? So I was like, how weird that this band are Australian. But they are. Um, like I say, Blackwash came out. I had a little chat with um, Nikki, their singer, who is so lovely, like a really cool person. And was so like, I am fucking following your lead i'm not following your rules i'm not following your like you know what you think a woman should be like i said earlier about um women being free to express themselves as they feel fit you know she was like i don't want to get to be women yeah Yeah. i don't want to get on stage she's like i want to get on stage and dance like madonna yeah she's like that's what i want to do i don't want to get on stage and you know pick up change and i don't want to be like jamie jaster she's like i want to be like i don't want to be another metalcore vocalist i want to be the person that i want to be she's like i just happen to really like black metal well that's the beautiful thing about this record it's it's got i was going to say there's quite a lot of there's black metal tinges throughout it mm-hmm. there's bits where it goes into blast beats and stuff but this is a record that you can boogie to it's a shake your money maker record 100 you know yeah, like it really is um and I, I, I read that feature that you did and apparently like she she just dances and boogies like you said like madonna and i can totally imagine that um, and considering this is a debut record as well, I think I think they are on records not far off Blood Command at all, and no. Blood Commander three records in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I, I really love this, and I know a few people have been talking about them, but they're they're worth talking about. Definitely you know, they're worth definitely talking worth talking about. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm slightly, I'm slightly miffed that they're Australian, just because it, it, me- it means it's less likely that we'll see them live anytime soon. Well, but I heard that they got asked by a band that you and I both really, really love to come and open their Ooh. tour for them, and they couldn't do it, so ah. they got uh, somebody else instead. Um, but uh, yeah, which is a real shame. But I'm sure we will see them come over. I'm sure we will. Yeah, they, they definitely do want to come over, and I think that it feels like. The Australian metal scene and the Australian kind of punk scene and rock scene that, that they come from, I think they're probably a little bit too big. There, there are bands that like that's in that that scene is in a really good place at the moment. There's no getting away from it. Like mm. there's been some really really good bands of that ilk that have come out um, post Parkway Drive. And I think if you look at Parkway Drive and what Parkway Drive have done and the way that they have uh, developed into, you know. Uh, potential festival headliners like certainly at this point they can headline a festival like slam dunk um, oh yeah they definitely. could or, they're getting to the point where people are not it's not a ludicrous thing to think that they could end up headlining a festival like download one, one day, day yeah. um one day i think they, yeah. maybe they're a couple of few off. years away from that just yet but i think the fact that they are they are certainly in the conversation and they have changed a hell of a lot and i think a lot of australian bands are now looking at them and going oh fuck wow you can actually yeah you can yeah. actually do that you can actually yeah. go abroad and you can actually um uh escape the confines of like a very really difficult place to get out of australia yeah. like it's expensive it's fucking hard to to be an australian band and to make an impact um on uh in in, in the rest of the world because how often can you get to britain like yeah. not very much like yeah, how yeah, often yeah. do our bands go to australia very very rarely yeah um but yeah but i think they're great i mean i really i really like the records and again like it sounds raw as well yes it like, is I really raw to be that catchy and be that raw is like it's such a cool thing i was trying to come i you know i I, in a small way i feel sorry for pagan because i know they're going to get a lot of a lot of blood command uh comparisons and you know i see why i asked her about that actually oh right yeah i said you you really sound like blood command said you've ever heard that band she was like i literally just heard about them two days ago oh really because i said to her i was like i hadn't you're australian and she was like oh i love that you thought we were norwegian i love it oh that's cool yeah wicked yeah well i thought i was like i mean that's now i wonder how bored they'll get of it i'm gonna try and do them a bit of a favor i i thought maybe another way to put it is it's kind of like cavell attack mixed with Svalbard but more fun than both of them yeah <laughs> like if, if Svalbard and Cavell Attack went to a disco <laughs> like I think they're definitely they're more extreme than Blood Command for sure yes so like, I'd they're say certainly they like yeah. when they go there's a couple of I mean particularly on Funeral Beach there's a couple of um tracks where Blood Command do sort of break down and almost go try to go full Napalm Death but don't quite manage it yeah whereas I think Pagan when they do go for that, they hit it. They really they do. Get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll give them that for sure. <laughs> uh, they'll be delighted, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's great. Uh, Black Wash is out right now. It's really good. It's if excellent. you like that sort of thing, it's, it's excellent. So um, this was an, the other band you were talking about on Season of Mist, I it believe. Is. Yeah. They're called, ah, help me out here. They're called Erdv. I think it's pronounced Erdv. Yes. Erdv. Um, it means space. They're Lithuanian. Um, they're right? Lithuanian. Uh-huh. Lithuanian four piece. Uh, they call themselves hardcore, but there's a lot more going on here than just hardcore, Definitely, in my opinion. Yeah, a yeah. lot more going on. Um, even harder to pronounce their, their debut album. album. Is called Ve- I think it's called Veto Chimas. 
yeah let's go with that that's that's actually that's much better than what i was going to say um just i mean if you if you google erd which is e-r-d-v-e i'm sure you will find them yeah um that the the debut album title it actually means uh incomprehensible moaning or shouting it's kind of a Lithuanian word, which doesn't really translate very well, but that is actually what it means. Okay. And there's uh, quite a lot of incomprehensible moaning <laughs> yeah, on this is. record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it came out February this year, and it's really, it's very dark and oppressive and bleak, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very thickly textured, sludgy uh, guitar riffs and guitar tones that sound like you're wading through tar almost. Um, and that, you know, that they're... they're they're a band who are comfortable being in the murk, I suppose. You know, mm. they're, they're comfortable being settled down in that ire and that, you know. Yeah, it's a gross... Spare. A gross record, a gross, bleak, black and death metal record. It's yeah. incredibly heavy. Like, if you've been listening to us earlier, if you listen, if you kind of go, oh, an alternative music podcast, and you've kind of been sort of um, thought that we might just be talking about, I don't know, Nickelback over and over again obviously this is the point where you go no actually we both like really 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 heavy music as well this is very very heavy and there's a lot of it going on at the moment yeah Um, and a lot of it being done really really well and I wouldn't even say that these guys are the best at doing it on this list that we're about to talk about no 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 Um, but they are very very good and I'm gonna have to just hold my hands up right now and admit that I'm a fucking mark for this shit Right. Like I'm not I'm almost I would say I'm almost incapable of having any kind of real critical analy- uh, anal- analytical and critical <laughs> like chat about these bands because as soon as I hear that those that bass thud and that guitar tone and that like guttural vocal I'm like yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I just I just like all of that. I think Erd have um stood out to me though because you can hear that there's a lot more potential for them wanting to expand out into further areas as mm. well. So they have a six tra- six track album, and it is an album because most of the songs are sort of well, they're seven all seven minutes. Yeah, they're yeah. all over five minutes, bar one, um, and yeah, a couple of them are around seven and a half minutes, kind of thing. And the the second half of the album in particular, you can hear where they might be going in the future. Might might even get into more sort of post-metal kind of territory mm-hmm. you could argue they're post-metal now but yeah well um, i think that's the aim for most of these bands when you look at yeah. when you look at what convergent neurosis have done with throughout their careers and you think this is the first album of a band like that like there's there's such a lot of room for growth in this type of music yes. like it really frustrates me when people say you know that there's not oh you do metal and it's you know it's really limiting and mm. you know it's gone stale well, those are people who've heard a couple of men. <laughs> oh, are you referring to someone in particular? Yeah, um, someone yeah. who I've got no... In, or someone who's in a band whose band I will never talk about on this podcast because <laughs> they're fucking rubbish and they've always been rubbish and they're still rubbish and they can fuck off as far as I'm concerned. No. Uh, yeah, but anyway... Rhymes with shat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> Might as well be. Do you know what I mean? Put them in there as well. Same bracket. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is really good. And it's, um, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's really heavy. Something that's really impressive about them as well, which I learned only yesterday, actually, they completely recorded, mixed and mastered this themselves. Oh, wow. So they are good. a proper DIY outfit. And getting that right. Yeah. That Kurt Ballou 
yeah. production right is is tough. Yeah, they, um, they, so, so hence why when anyone does get it right, I go, oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did like all the artwork. Themselves. Like they are so DIY. Mm. The one thing I will say about them, um, so I don't know if this is a fact, but I went on their Facebook page to see if they played any shows. According to their Facebook page, they've only played one show in Lithuania and that's it. I don't, know if, know. There, I don't know if there are more shows that they've done or not, but... I just uh, I'm appealing to the band or the management please get them over and doing some shows in Europe or the UK or because I think in ro- in the Roadburn scene and in Desert Fest and all that kind of thing this band could be absolutely huge mm. um, and the potential that they have I mean they just need to get out there and play live and they have quite a small social media presence at the moment and all that sort of thing but it just feels it, this album came out last February uh, sorry, well, it came out yeah a few months ago, like early February, and I've not heard anyone else really pick up on it. I'd, I've never heard it. Um, Seasons yeah. of Mist obviously took a bit of a punt with it because they received their demo tape on cassette tape um, <laughs> through the mail. So fucking neck, right? Yeah, old school style. Um, but like, yeah, they, they, they are definitely a band who deserve to be picked up on and, and loved by lots and lots of people um so yeah sure yeah really good really good and there's a bunch of like to be honest there's so many of these bands that are really good at the moment we've got a couple more to be yeah to be fair like we even like secret cutter were a band who we were thinking about putting in who were great who are really good (laughs) yeah yeah they just just didn't make didn't make the secret cut anyway that was um the album's out now and it's called it's called something it's got a name basically uh fatty jimmers vetoijimas Oh, that's going to be... Yeah, we'll see. Apologies. That is not helping anyone find... Anyway, the band no. are called e- E-R-D-V-E. Er, yes, apologies to any Lithuanian yeah. listeners. Sorry. <laughs> um, Frontera are our next band. Now, mm. they're from Scotland. Um, they're, they're from Scotland, but their singer's from America, from the States. Okay, I didn't know that. Now, we've just heard a demo of their new album, which is coming out at some point. Uh, it will be out by the time you hear this. Oh, will it? Okay. Yes. Digitally, it's not out physically until August. I mean, it is fucking brilliant. It's, yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Yeah. Um, I describe it as absolutely batshit insane technical extremity. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> it's tech metal, but I have become like, I, I, I really used to like when sort of gent happened i was like this is great this mm-hmm. is fucking great this mm-hmm. is like loads of really interesting cool bands who um are really heavy and don't you know they've got their own completely their own scene like they're completely cut off from you know what mainstream media and you know they, they seem to be their own little island of these diy bands doing their own shit and it was just fucking great and there were loads of really good bands like i loved like i, I particularly love tesseract now that mm-hmm. the new album is incredible yeah and that but they've moved away from it there's been a lot of bands who um you know periphery i think periphery and tesseract are the two obviously that have gone on to be the kind of the kings mm-hmm. of that scene um but there were loads of bands from that that i was like they're really good they're really good they're really good and over the last few years it's just got really formulaic and really boring mm-hmm. and has just, I've become so disinterested in, mm-hmm. in tech metal. But this is just wild. It's, it's, it sounds like something utterly new and beguiling and 
is constantly smacking you around the face. The band they remind me of the most, there's this incredible band called the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. Yeah, who are now in Immure. Yeah. God, Some of them, God yeah. knows why. Um, uh, no, I just remembered I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> so, but, um, I really want to know what that is. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Um, but... Um, there's a kind of yeah Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza vibe car bomb uh, yeah. the arms I would even say mm-hmm. a little bit um, like I say highly technical ridiculously extreme like I mean I would go as far as to say hard to listen to yeah it's an assault it's an assault it's an assault it's so wild it's loony and relentless yes loony's like, a great word for it it's just absolutely relentless like I long for the days like when I remember kind of getting into Meshuggah and Dillinger and Drowning Man and those sort of bands and being like what is going on here like what are you like and it just feeling like you'd walked in on on the stupidest, like on a party that had got out of control. That's a like great someone's shout. Dr- driven a van through the front of someone's living room and they've set their bed on fire and I'm so wearing glad. everyone's clothes, your mum's wedding dress and stuff. <laughs> and um, we, we've all been to that party, right? Um, but it did. You used to listen to that music and go, "What the fucking hell is going?" You yeah. listen to Sixth and go, "Yes, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Like, the, how have you even conceived this?" Yeah. And then over time. That became a little bit more linear, but still like fun enough to listen to and interesting yeah. enough to listen to. You know, bands like Dead Letter Circus, I think, were really good, and Born of Osiris, I think, uh-huh. had some yep. interesting shit going on as well. Um, but then it just was like we'll go bam, back, 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 bam, back, 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 and it's someone like in the room. Yeah, yeah, it's like every <laughs> tech metal band are in the room, and it was just boring. And suddenly. This band have come along and made me go, oh yeah, no, I do really, really like this type of music. This is so it's fucking bananas. It's so far removed from boring yeah. as well. Like, well, even if you won't like it, and not everyone listening to this will like it, but even if you don't like it, you could not call it boring. Yes. Um, here's an incredible. So I've been lucky enough to see Frontiera three times live, and I can tell you right now that they sound exactly like they do live on record That's which good to hear do you want to know an incredible fact about in fact i'm just gonna i'm gonna ask you a question how many how many shows do you think frontier have played live um they've been around for a while haven't they so this is their second album yep 500 500 frontier have played 14 shows really yep why um I think partly because their singer lives in America and the rest oh, of them yeah, all of live course. in Scotland. Yeah, that's a tech metal thing, isn't it? We do it all over the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. That is this this is this is a band. This is a 21st century band from the point of view that it was formed, you know, over the internet and like you know they mm. practice. I mean, they practice when they when they are able to get together. But yeah, they've literally played 14 shows. Um, they are about to do a European and UK tour where they do 12. So they're about to almost double, <laughs> double the amount of shows they've done. Good. But they are, they really do sound absolutely terrifyingly accurate to the record live. Um, I hope it's okay for me to say this. I apologize, Pedram, who's the guitarist, if it isn't. But I know there is new material already done. So this second record isn't even technically out yet. And there, well, I won't say much more than that, but there is new, there is other material, which is, when I say already done, 
certainly demoed let's say that much so they are really uh they are really good at shitting material out like it in a fast in a fast-paced way um and yeah they 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 are just mind-bending just incredible like I say, it's an assault. If if I have to be honest, I will say that I do feel like both of their albums are a little too long because because they're constantly slapping you around the face. Yeah, it's an hour and one minute, this album. Yeah. So, yeah, 15 tracks of it is, I'm always of the mind that if you are just going to assault someone, do it quick. I think I've said this a yes. billion times over various things in my life. That, that The Burnt by the Sun self-titled EP is four tracks in six minutes. Yeah. And it's the best fucking heavy release pretty much ever. Yeah. Like it just shits on everything because it just goes ah! at you and then just goes, <laughs> see ya. And yeah. you're like, oh, what happened? Let's play it on again. See what happened. And then you, yeah. So but, I do like that in heavy bands when they don't kind of, um, it's a long time to be getting slapped yeah. about in it. But the first, the first, the first album's the same. It's actually 16 tracks and an hour long, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know, just, just listen to each album in like, five song chunks <laughs> because in a way that's kind of all you need i'm seeing them live they play about an hour as well and it's like whoa it is uh, um which isn't making it sound good but believe me it really is <laughs> if you like this sort of thing i promise you it is really it, it, it does feel like a step up doesn't it yeah it's really good yeah and good to hear it the band um from that scene that like uh, are actually interesting again because yeah you know, it's been too long. It's so face anyway. melting. And if they are, if you are London based, they are playing a show in London at Boston Music Rooms with Conjurer, who we both quite like as well. Fucking love Conjurer. So and I'll be there. You should go. I will. You should go. I'm going to. Jesus. And it doesn't get any less heavy. Oh, God, no. If you're thinking, of that, well, they've done the heavy ones, so they're probably going to like ease off a little bit now. Nope. This band, I would say, in terms of, although Frontier are stupendously wild uh in terms of the band that just fucking terrified me the most and made me go oh god isn't life an awful thing <laughs> <laughs> these guys uh are called leech they are another uh, of the, the the kind of power violence stroke grind trio in the vein yeah. of bands like nails and helpless they're from manchester it's it's just just very quick it stuns me that they're a trio it's oh my god stuns i me. could not believe they were a trio <sighs> phenomenal yeah um they've been touring i think with employed to serve while they're currently about to go out and um for employed to serve. by the time you hear this they probably would have just finished right okay so uh, so they're, they're currently um we are in a weird tour. time warp we are a bit, yeah <laughs> um we record when we want we record when we want um football isn't it? uh their debut album is called you took the sun when you left it is not a happy album at all with song titles like Cripple the Herd, Raised by Lead, A Mouthful of Dirt. They basically are a band, I think, who delight in fucking up your ears completely. This is sadistic music. Delight in fucking up your ears completely. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. This is dirty, disgusting, horrible. Uh, but I love it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um they again another band who call themselves a hardcore band, but mm. there really is so much more going on than just hardcore. There's lots of there's crust elements, there's yeah. blackened elements. Um the first three songs just kind of race by. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of um No Heroes by Convergent Away. You know how No Heroes has five songs at the beginning, which are all basically a minute long. Yeah. And then you get into the proper meat of uh-huh. the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
this record's a little bit like that on a smaller scale. So the first three songs whiz by in about, again, five minutes, something like that. And then you start getting into... And those three songs are just frenetic and like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening to me? And then uh, from track four, it starts getting a bit more... There's like doomier influences coming mm-hmm. in and, and, and but still really disgusting and gnarly. I mean, gnarly is a really good word for... For this band as well, like, yeah. Oh. There's a song. Is it? What's it called? Um, uh, born born from, in sand. Born in sand. I was going to mention born in sand. Yeah. Born in sand is basically just sounds like they have left their instruments on for a good couple of minutes before they even start playing. Yes. And then they throw them down in disgust, yeah. and then just let there. It, there is so much feedback. I cannot think of any reason why you would. Just choose to like subject your listener to so much formless white noise other than the fact that you are just horrible bastards like <laughs> i love it it's 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 so great but it is unbearable i have song to listen to like it is so just like oh my god pl- like it, it makes me feel sick i actually i i, I actually found that white noise quite um, soothing, believe it or not, in a weird way. I'm, I'm not. I'm, this isn't. Uh, my dick is bigger than yours. I'm not trying to be like. I'm really hard. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just. I think. You get an order of Vindaloo. Like, what was it? <laughs> sweat like pouring down. What? No, no. Oh god. It's, Can I get some more chilies on this? <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not that. I'm just saying in a kind of like because after a while, white noise just becomes such a blanket of fuzz that it 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 almost. Uh, I don't know. It, I just, I, not actually, in this case, though. Surely, I'm not just, in this case. Where it's like five minutes of it, and you just, it just, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like sometimes, I, I think what you're it saying felt, is, it felt like a break in the album because I was, I was being pummeled still, but not in uh, yeah, the maybe. way that they had been. Pummeling I think like me. when you're saying that, I often sort of go, "Well, are you kind of insinuating that?" the impact is being dulled somewhat because it's just, it goes on for so long. And I yeah. think there are kind of post-metal albums where sometimes I go, yeah, do you know what? I've had 12 minutes. Like, you listen to Sun yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've had 12 minutes of feedback. It does nothing. But yeah. in the middle of this, it is just like, like you say, it's a different type of yes. attack. Yes. It's a, a kind of a, a slash rather than a full-fisted knuckle punch. And it just hurts. Mm. Like it just that song really really hurts mm. I think and mm. um and they've got that's a ballsy move to do that yeah I think on your debut album to to just not even a ballsy move to do it on your debut album, I think it's just a ballsy move full stop to yeah, yeah, fair, yeah to just go I'm gonna just ring this shit out for fucking ages at the, in the middle of like this wild grindcore record mm. um yeah it's really brilliant and again I have to hold my hands up and go. I am a proper mark for this type of music yeah. and I am just an, a, a dude who likes uh, this kind of crushing, throbbing, D-beat, crust-punk yeah. shit that's going on at the moment. I love it. Well, this but is- I have to say, despite that, as I said before, I'm no good at being analytical about these types of bands. This band in particular are right up there. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm... I'm much better at being analytical about it because I because I because uh, I I love a lot of these bands, but there are definitely bands which I can't be bothered with in this scene. And mm. and I think this is one of the best bands of this kind of crusty punk type, yeah, blackened hardcore thing that I've heard in a long, long time. Yeah, um, they have really 
very incredibly subtle. I don't know if you'd even go as far as saying they're electronics, but really subtle um, nuances and bits and pieces going on throughout as well that kind of elevate it a little bit it sort of makes it i don't i i I was wondering whether i should make this comparison because it's you know a comparison that either turns people off or uh turns people on or completely turns them off but there's it's almost like code orange and nails having a baby you know is what leech sounds like yeah i can sort of understand that a little bit less electronics than code orange have definitely a lot lot less. less yeah um, but there are there are moments when I was like, that sort of, it's like a really nastier, crunkier, gnarlier version of what maybe maybe more I am king than forever maybe. Mm. Um, I can sort of yeah, I you're not sort super of agree? see that. Okay, well, I think Code Orange just push it so far to the forefront of what mm. they do, where I don't think mm. Leech do. No, I true. Would say. True, so, but yeah, I mean, certainly it is very subtle. It yeah. is very subtle, and it's much subtler than Code Orange. Yeah, much, yeah, much, yeah. much. But I think it's, it's, I think it's there, and I, I wonder if that's something that they'll do. Yeah, more maybe. In the I mean, again, like for a three-piece, yeah, to be able to make this amount of noise, like, is is pretty. It's ridiculous. It's pretty, it's pretty something, and uh, it's it's willfully antagonistically full of hatred. Yeah. and disdain yeah. and bleakness and I, I like when a band go there's a difference in going oh, i'm pretty unhappy but maybe it's not gonna not gonna be too bad in the end to, to this where you yeah. just literally like there is there is no hope yeah. at all yeah and then and this is a proper like you know like slipknot i've got that album no hope is gone and all hope just, is gone all yeah. hope is gone or what yeah oh yeah it's called that isn't it mm. no hope is gone no hope is go- no hope is gone is a uh, that doesn't make any sense does it no but it they doesn't. didn't call it that so no. i don't know why i'm sort of like <laughs> chewing them out on it sorry yeah you're right all hope is gone <laughs> sorry Clown. and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh but that is just like ah oh, you know bummer what a uh, shame that yeah compared it? to this record yeah, yeah. but th- well, then you get fucking stuff like this and you go no, no this is really yeah 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 the real kind of horrible to peek into the, yeah. the deepest depths of humanity yeah this is coventry mm. yeah God, i wouldn't go that far <laughs> Sw- swans is coventry <laughs> no, throbbing gristle is coventry it doesn't quite hit that just yet apologies if you're from coventry mm. um yeah so there you go uh the album is called you took the sun when you left the band are called leached Another really fucking brilliant British band. Yeah, so almost an emo s title as well. It is a bit, yeah, isn't but, it? But um, yeah. when you hear it, you'll you'll understand. Almost, you stole the sun from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to bring that up. Fucking hell. <laughs> Carry uh, on. Yeah. So from one, like, let's close it up again with another British band who are violently heavy this is a band called casket feeder who are five piece from milton Keynes, sunny um, milton Keynes, from lovely milton Keynes. <laughs> they got a new ep that came out about two and a half three months ago called scalps mm. right now i again i've got a shout out jonathan seltzer at metal hammer magazine for sending this over to me um because i didn't know anything about this band and i heard it and i sort of went wow like mm. this is again this is my jam this is my shit for yeah. sure sh- for sure like 
this is the most metal band yes that we are featuring today in the traditional sense of extreme heavy metal yeah um this is basically frank carter doing swedish death metal frank oh that's a death great shout I, I i i was getting a lot of slayer guitar tones from them mm-hmm. um like i think that's what you're saying about it being the most metal it's band definitely that the we're most doing. Metal yeah. One. yeah this is the metal it's almost if Condra took slayer's guitar tone almost uh, it's entombed it's got ah, that chainsaw-like... Yes, it's got that, that real kind of chainsaw um, guitar sound that, again, ironically, like bands like Leached and Irved and we said about, you know, Nails and Helpless like that mm. and Trap Them, those mm. sort of bands are always very kind of, oh, it's entombed, it's entombed. But because it's much more uh, hardcore and kind of post-metal and and grindcore, I don't think it always sounds quite like entombed. Where this goes full swedish death metal yeah absolutely you know, nihilist um and uh, and actually i politically speak like i i did an interview these guys from metal hammer and they're oh, very cool. kind of left-leaning politically minded like they're they're really fucking angry about the state of the world at the moment and i always like bands to whether i agree with it or not i'm not giving away my political um uh, my political viewpoints, well, particularly on all this. that alt right stuff last week. I think we all know where your political <laughs> yeah. leanings lie. Yeah, we all know. Me and Paul Joseph Watson is that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. basically peace in the same pod. Um, I'm fuck. Do you know what? I'm absolutely just want to categorically say that that is a joke, and I fucking do not feel like those pricks at all. But um, I got asked it. Can it just sorry? This is a weird little like tangent, right? But. I got asked to do a podcast and to be the voice of like the fucking alt right by my mate. He was really? like going, yeah, because I go, because hey, you're man. a skinhead. Yeah. <laughs> I, just because I go, well, you should be able to fucking joke. Like I'm so bored of people getting told off for jokes as you can probably imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just such <clears throat> bullshit. Like I just don't, I'm not, I'm not down with that at all. But that doesn't make you right. That doesn't but make yeah, but he you was right like, oh, wing. You know, you're kind of like the right wing one. I was like, I'm not right wing at all. <laughs> what are you t- That's what the world's come to. Yeah. When like, that's how polarised we are that I, I am now right wing just because I think you should be allowed to tell jokes about naughty stuff <laughs> fucking mental anyway that's irrelevant I'm not yeah. but anyway but they I are we, very... I think we should do a, fe- a whole podcast on that that would be quite an interesting diatribe from yeah maybe yeah <laughs> I mean I might do it on his to be honest but um Anyway, um, yeah, it's basically Frank Carter doing that. They they are kind of very, very angry at the state of of uh, the country, and that's what I think what kind of informs a lot of this. And that's cool. Like I, you know, I, I, from kind of Rage Against Machine back to the MC5, and you know, we're yeah. talking about Shikari and stuff. Like yeah, that. it's great. Like I, I think it's good that bands have um, a real kind of uh, political viewpoint that they I, want to share have, and they're not scared to share I especially say, in this day and age fucking hell I never understand it when people are like keep politics and music separate I'm mm. like you know if if you're really really passionate about something I'd much rather you sing about something that you're passionate about than yeah. sing about oh I went down to the shops and bought yeah. a packet of crisps I remember going to see Boy Sets Fire once yeah and Nathan Gray their singer was talking about what the song was about. He's like, well, the song is about this and this is why in our society. And he's going, oh, just fucking play this song, just play. And I was like, he's going to, he's going to say all this yeah. in the song anyway. Yeah. Like, do you know, what I mean? he's going to, ex- you know, oh, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear about all this stuff. And it's like, well, that's what the song's about. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to hear it <laughs> yeah. at the gig. Yeah. Like, this is their entire point they made a band was because 
they want to say all this stuff. Mm. So why are you here? Yeah. If you don't want to hear it, what are you doing here? Like, oh, I, I don't mind hearing it in a song and I can just go, blah, blah, blah. I don't mind being an ignorant prick and I can just not know what the songs are about. But yeah. don't actually explain to me. <laughs> what it's a very it's an interesting argument about separating the artists uh, the art from the artists isn't it but uh, maybe yeah, for course. another day no definitely and I absolutely agree with that and there are some bands who um, say things that I completely disagree with but I still listen to them anyway because yeah. I like their music and I think ultimately that is the most important thing but I would never go and see them and go you mustn't say that because yeah. um, I'm not a cunt a po- <laughs> I'm a bit of a cunt a, 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 tiny bit uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you just looked at me like it's you're going to smack me in the face <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies to Casket Feeder for us going on loads yeah. of tangents. Um, I was just going to say, look, most bands aren't very good at describing how they sound. They're usually, we discussed this um, privately mm. before, like most bands are just, when you ask them what they sound like, they're usually just, a, uh, 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 and this was on their Bandcamp page. I assume they wrote this, but I was like, this is a really good description of Casket Feeder. So I'm totally nicking this wholesale. But this is blending the chainsaw fury of Swedish death metal with UK hardcore sledgehammer groove. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's pretty it much. It really is. And I would, I, would, I would actually say as well that they sound like, to me, they sound like Gallows and Nihilist of mm. kind of, or Dismember have kind of got together and gone, let's do a load of covers of like black. There's a tinge of black metal in there. Mm-hmm. Let's try and make our music sound like Dark Throne. I think... I know, because t- like, this is the thing I was going to say, is that mm. I got pulled up um, and I'm not fucking calling anyone out because they're quite right um for someone was like you can't really because i was going to come say like, oh you know they went on a massive dark throne binge and jonathan seltzer at Melhammer, who is a you know a proper kind of aficionado of oh, all things norwegian black metal very much so. very much more so than me he was like yeah. oh he's like i don't really think you should compare this quite left-leaning band to dark throne and i was like oh. mm. but sonically i do think i, I will I, i'm not you know i understand that's an odd comparison but i do think in terms of sonics alone there is a there are points where they go proper unrefined first wave of black metal or mm. kind of early second wave of black metal mm. um which just a, just a hint just a nod to it here and there but again really really fucking interesting i think the the thing you said about two bands coming together and just doing covers is really interesting because um there's something about this band which are just despite all the political stuff and all that sort of thing they sound fun in a way yeah, you, like they the, sound exciting. They, they sound, sound like they're they sound like they're ha- having a good time. Like this isn't an Erd type scenario no. at all. Like it sounds like a band who are enjoying themselves. They're talking about serious issues and stuff, but but it, there is a, a, a funness to it. What's a word? Um, <laughs> music journalist. Word. Yeah. Uh, funness. <laughs> there's a funness to it. Hey, we're coming towards the end. It's fine. I can make yeah. up words. Um, and I think that I think that's that that's really infectious when you're listening yeah. to it. Well, it's metal, isn't it? Yeah, like the the very heart of it. Although you know the kind of the bounce and the the groove and the the kind of uh, the the stomp of hardcore and particularly like that wild proper sort of punk rock hardcore punk um, is definitely in there. It's all the the flourishes of of, of of metal it's that yes. guitar tone and that like raise your fist clench your fist yep. and all that like this is 
this is metal. It is music to bang your head to and, yeah. and drink beer to, but Definitely. but in a great, great way. Yeah. yeah, they're really good. Like again, I think they supported. I went to go and see Zelanada, and they were supporting Suffocation at the Underworld the same night as Zelanada played, ah. which was really annoying because I really would have. Well, I would have gone to see Suffocation anyway, but. Um, yeah, but I really wanted to see them. They're like, come down. And I was like, ah, I can't because Zelanada. Mm. And, you know, as much as you guys are good and I'd like to see yeah, Suffocation, yeah. Zelanada is yeah, a bit special, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know. But, but they're great. Two like, EPs and already of this quality, that's yeah. a really good, really good foundation. Um, I'm hoping for an album next. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Well, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, the EPs only just come out. So I would imagine sometime next year they will do an album at some point let's hope they do but they're really good um they're called casket feeder and scalps is out right bloody right bloody now you <laughs> idiot go and listen to it pathetic so should we do uh <laughs> don't know why i just slagged everyone off <laughs> so, yeah, yeah thanks for listening, listening to, the podcast. to this podcast you moron <laughs> just told you not to listen to it and here you still are hanging around like a bad smell um Anyway, we should probably re-go through all of them just so people remember. So yes. Emma Ruth Rundle was the first one who's um, of Red Sparrow is the kind of singer-songwriter mm-hmm. who was very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Wildcat Strike, um, Rhubarb Nostalgia is coming out. It's got kind of dirgy, emo, crossed with massive um, Sonic Youth and Explosions in the Sky style. Yeah, Me Without You meets Explosions yeah, in the Sky. Yeah. Blocks, who are young as fuck, um confrontational alternative rock um four piece from uxbridge you only have five or six songs out at the moment <laughs> definitely ones to watch kind of brit pop very nineties. the glory days of alternative rock mm-hmm. restorations uh philly based five piece um who've been around since 2008 so they're mm-hmm. entering into their second decade as a band but um if you do like the kind of the chuck reagan's and yeah. the menzingers and the springsteen-esque stuff but with a little a bit, bit more of an epic psych uh, yeah, to it, it then there for you. Goes. Continuum, who again, not particularly a new band, but uh, no need to reason, their third album is out right now. Post rock. Rock wave, rock wave. Yeah, I like rock that. Wave. Ross wave, the rock wave. So a kind of proper dark um, post-punk yeah. from Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. In Technicolor, a... Um, Riffs. Riff. Stoner. Stonery riff band Riffs who and Stoner sound and... much heavier live than they do yeah, yeah. on record. Black Futures, uh, the kind of electro post genre genre bending. based, yeah, like an anarchistic ah, mental life, crazy, thing. yeah, yeah. Pagan yeah. who are sort of death disco, death disco, yeah, yeah, yeah. death metal cross with disco. Erdva, the Lithuanian sort of black and death metal hardcore band yeah frontera who are bringing tech metal back and making it interesting again yeah. by being as extreme and as spazzy as uh the glory days of the genre leached a kind of power violence grind trio from manchester mm-hmm. who are as dark and disgusting as you would care to mention <laughs> and uh casket feeder who we just spoke about from milton Keynes, super metal if you like death metal and you like it mixed in with a bit of hardcore, then they are the band for you. So that's it. We'll see you next time. We're, um, as I said before, we're going to get loads of guests on, doing loads of cool stuff. Um, Soon we'll start kind of just drip feeding info about all the wicked things that we have planned. I know we've got a couple of kind of special episodes planned. We do, Uh, yes. Shall we spill the beans on that, or are you too scared? I'm let's let's keep it secret for now he's scared i'm scared basically scared um cheers again musicism.net is a place to go music isum to go for your lessons it's a palindrome isn't it 
it's a palindrome of music. Oh, yeah, it is. That's a bloody good way of saying it. <laughs> have to hope that we have an intelligent enough audience <laughs> to, know to know what a palindrome is. is. Hopefully you are the most intelligent um, group of podcast listeners in alternative rock. You will be. Yeah, what a, what a snappy slogan. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, see you next week. Um, we'll be getting some guests. We've got plans to do loads of stuff very, yes. very soon with some, with some guests mm-hmm. and some kind of special themed podcasts. Oh, um, yes. This is obviously like the first two weeks or the first, this is the first week. Shouldn't count last week. No. That's like a sort of calling card. Isn't it? But yeah, next week um, we'll be sort of dripping in, drip feeding in some of our like uh, regular feature things that we'll be able to tell you about next week. We're going to be very exciting. Yeah. We can't really say anything just yet, can no, we? No, no, no. You don't want secret. to say it. I don't want to. Just no. yet, do you? So um, we... I'm a man of mystery you are a man of mystery good for you um uh but yeah but there's loads of cool stuff um as i said cheers to musicism musicism.net is a place to go for your lessons if you want to be a better musician than you are now mm-hmm. uh that's music isum dot uh, net uh, which is a palindrome of music right yeah okay. that's bloody good though oh, yeah. yeah it is um well let's hope that we have an intelligent enough audience to know what palindrome is because I'm not going to tell you we do yeah it's the single most intelligent audience <laughs> in the world of alternative <laughs> rock podcasts I'm sure what you are what a snappy what a snappy little slogan that is but anyway um, yeah we'll see you next week uh, probably talking about Mantar next week yes sweet okay well Renfrey see you later mate see you Steve see you mate get out of my house alright